0: Welcome back, Daniel McCarty. It's good to be back. It's the Saturday session it's with Grant back. Elliott and Daniel <laughs> McCarty. Grant on top. I can't believe... Every woman's dream. I can't believe that I was given the, the front line. I was given the steering wheel for two weekends. I was sweating bullets here while Huckleberry was in the... I guess he was running the engines of the show, our producer. Brilliant. How did he cope, Huckleberry? Good to see you, mate magnificent voice. He, he
1: did very well. He did very well. I was very pleased with your performance over the past couple of weeks, Grant.
0: Now tell me the truth. Thanks, Huckleberry. But I did miss you, Daniel. I did. I really did miss you. Uh, there was, there was moments of silence where I was like, Oh my word, people are tuning off now because I can't think about what I'm going to say next. <laughs> Um, but I think I got I think through it all it's, right.
2: It's like facing a fiery fast bowler, isn't it? Your mind gets a little bit scrambled. Stick yeah. to the
0: processes and stick to your strengths.
2: A <laughs> <laughs> number is 800 150 Feel free to give us a call. Grand Alec Daniel McCarty. Reunited. Huckleberry Finn is with us. Should we get straight to the calls, eh? Let's go straight to the calls. G'day, John. Hello, John. John, good morning. Morning, gentlemen. Morning.
3: Morning, morning. Hey, look, I'll... I'd love to talk every other sport this morning, but it's all about the was.
2: There's one. Yeah, <laughs> we hung it in the loo for you. We hung it in the loo for you. We hung it in the loo, didn't we, Grant? Sadly, your face oh. did and get on there. What a day, John. How are you feeling? Give me your pulse. Oh,
3: mate, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I've got the beers ready. I've got the man cave ready. I've told the family, don't disturb me from <laughs> 9 o'clock on. <laughs> or, until hey, one John, o'clock wasn't
0: the- it? Wasn't it you last weekend that you were travelling to go watch Auckland play, and then you were going to go watch the Wires?
3: Yes, yes. So I went to the Auckland game, but unfortunately I had to give my tickets away for other reasons. But um, this week I'll be in front of the, the couch, or I'll be on the couch, I should say, in front of the big telly in, in the man cave. So I just Tell me about out. the man I'm cave. Absolutely. How's the
2: man cave set um, up? This is important. This is very important.
3: Oh, it's very important, mate. You've got the beer fridge down there. You've got yeah. two couches. Um, I've got the projector, actually. So I've got it on the wall. So I can be right next to Tohu Harris when he scores the winning try. Uh, <laughs> I, just can't, I just can't wait, mate. I, I watched that Panthers game last night. You probably, you, you guys probably it's seen the Scary. Well. And I, scary. Very scary. But um, at the end of the day, it's the Panthers to lose. And it's the Broncos to lose. There's no pressure on us. I can't wait to see the home crowd at Suncorp. What do they call Queensland? They call it the um, unofficial second capital of New Zealand. Because Case <laughs> has got so many
2: Kiwis.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, there'll that be that plenty the of support.
2: I hope that is the case, John. And I hope there's enough room in your man cave you can pace around. I'm a big pacer. When, ga- when games get a little bit stressful, I can't. I can't keep still. I've got to walk around and around, and I annoy everyone there. Good luck, John. Good luck to the Warriors. Appreciate your thoughts. We've got uh, some calls rolling in on our. Thanks, 100- John. One five zero eight eleven. Good day, Dean. Yeah, going, guys.
5: Alright.
0: Good. Thank you.
2: Are you
0: excited? Pumped? You know, we're pumped. Pumped for the weekend. Yeah, How yeah. about you, Dean? You normally come off the well, long run.
5: Yeah, well it actually started yesterday and I said to old staff, he pissed himself, I wasn't brave enough to say it when the old, um, the southern folk down home were sort of got with wet feet, you know, you can't be sold out of gumboots, but I said to him like, I'm sitting here and I'm watching the French game and I got on my French rugby jersey and I got on my Warriors vest and I said, you see a bit of a joke going down south and it was said, what's the definition it used to be, the answer used to be Father's Day and gore, but now I reckon it's a bloody all-black
6: Well,
5: <laughs> like, We're just
2: lost, mate. We are, like, lost. And no, it sums it up. It's a fiasco. Are we no longer oh. in the neighbourhood, Dean? Are we not in the neighbourhood? Are we out of the stratosphere again? Have you regressed to that territory?
5: Oh, mate, honestly, unless he sorts out that back line and puts everyone in their super rugby jerseys, I'll go back to what I said months ago. We're not even on the same street.
2: Okay. Well, do you know what we need, Dean? We need everyone he- healthy, don't you? I mean, that is so obvious. That is so obvious. We-, we-, we need everyone healthy.
5: Yeah, well the thing that cracks me up, like, you, you listen to the radio yesterday and you think the pont was an all-black. Because isn't, a- isn't a bugger injured? And no- and we don't know anything. No one even talks about him. It's like it's always a blessing that he's hurt. So that sort of sums up our campaign. If you can be brutally honest, which the media in New Zealand actually aren't, you guys aside, but you know what I mean? Like it's why, are, why don't we know what's going on with them? Why are the All Blacks secret squirrels? Like if they, you look at the good coaches, and they just come out, and they, they just they talk like we do. Like they don't talk lies, they don't hide anything. Like there's never been any moves up the All black sleeves. All they've got up their sleeves is bloody arms. And if they get out muscled up front in rugby, it's not rugby league. You don't get given the ball after six tackles. You just lose. But there's no harm in that yeah. if you've got the best players yeah. on the field.
0: Dino, do you think that, that maybe it's a, about you know protecting the players because there's such a circus around the All Blacks in world tournaments? Like I think of India in a cricketing sense, and those guys really do have to be protected from the press and the downtime because expectations and, and just the busyness around the team, you want them to focus on the game and not other things?
5: Yeah, I think, like, good on you for bringing up that comparison because Indian cricket... And the All Blacks, there's no, there's no comparison. They're not just New Zealand. We don't, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree at all. I mean, the biggest problem New Zealand rugby's got is the NZR of you. They're a bunch of muppets. Like, their are selections of whoever. It's just jobs for the boys. That's the bit that really irks me, you know. Like, it's, New Zealand rugby is in a real sad state. You've only got to look. If you're starting to play NPC, which I wasn't good enough, yeah, I had a yeah. good crack at it. And yeah, at that's fair. Ground, that's absolutely fair. That the game's in a mess, and we, we I think the only thing that's going to get us out of jail in this World Cup, and it worries me that Foster's in charge, but if he plays Sam Whitelock's 150th against whoever it is in our group that's a uh, minnow for, you know, he, he's obviously playing against Italy, he saves that for whoever we get in that quarterfinal. And if our guys, and they are good enough, if they play in their super rugby jerseys, can't get up for that bugger to win one game, and the winner of that... Whoever we play in that quarterfinal, I believe, can win the World Cup. So I think that's an ace up our, up our sleeve. Having his 150 years, when it matters, that might be all it takes to make a coach wake up
2: and put the right jerseys on their bloody backs, and we'll be OK. Good on you, Dean. Appreciate your thoughts. Love the passion. Thanks, Warriors you know. tonight or Bronx? Give me your score.
5: Oh, God, I don't even know how league scores are. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, um, I'll go,
6: I'll go 28, I'll go
5: 28,
2: eight. Twelve. 28, 15, Ooh. South Africa. How about that? Brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, T. Good to chat. 0-800-150-811 at Warriors Broncos tonight. Up the what a huge opportunity. I loved, I just want to hear from Warriors fans. I must admit, I feel really out of touch with Warriors Nation and, and how it sort of, you know, I, I keep getting told it's swept over New Zealand. Everyone's really into it. You know, I've been in France, of course. Prior to that, I was watching a lot of the FIFA Women's World Cup. So I, I feel out of touch. I can't remember watching the last time I watched a full Warriors game. It would be a couple of months ago now. But, but I'd love to speak to Warriors fans about their team's chances tonight, how they're feeling. Are they underdogs? Do they start as favourites? Help me out. Fill in the blanks. I'm a bit of a blank canvas in my mind about uh, tonight's game. What about you, Brent? Welcome into the show. Good G'day, morning, Brent.
7: Yeah.
2: How's it going, guys? Yeah, a couple of points. Great, First of all, last night's game, Storm
8: versus Panthers. How good are those Panthers, mate? How scary are they? Oh, but, uh, nervous, like, seriously.
9: Nervous,
8: I think... ner- nervous excitement tonight. Hopefully, the Warriors go all right. I reckon it'll come down to, hopefully, well, not hopefully, but hope uh, it might come down to Golden Point. Sean Johnson might pull do the deed in Golden Point victory. And, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm scared if they have to play the Panthers in the final because I, I didn't see the game. I only saw the highlights. So I had to work, so I only saw the highlights on my phone. But, man, what actually happened with um, the big fella? Did did it all go downhill when he got – did he get Sinban, did he? Or what, what happened there when he uh, pushed um, – was it Jerome Roy or what?
2: Like you, Brent, mate. I only saw the highlights. I must admit, I'm suffering from, and, and everyone's going to pull out the violins and have a crack at me. I'm <laughs> suffering from a bit of jet lag. I'm struggling to get
0: past eight o'clock at nine at the moment. <laughs> jet jet lag. Jet lag. Should <laughs> I call it <a> jet lag? <laughs> hey, Brent. Oh, you mentioned Johnson. What about Magic Johnson? I mean, coming Magic, ba- coming back from a. Come uh, on, can we stop that? There's only one Magic Johnson. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to put my foot down
2: here. There's okay. only one Magic Johnson. Let's okay. talk
0: about Sean Johnson. Um, He's been ca- brilliant, ca- though, hasn't he? He has here? been absolutely brilliant. But coming back from a calf injury in a big game, like I've had, I used to have calf injuries quite often pre-season. Where are your calves now? Bro, bro? You don't have calves. What's so you've left the world's of the smallest calf. How did you
2: hurt those? The tiny. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It was like a mosquito that, that's bite. That's calf, mate. That's, yeah, that, ah, look at that calf. <laughs> oh, I got cramped now. So, Brent, I actually don't think, from my personal experience, I don't think we can expect him for a full game uh Ooh. i think that you know they're gonna to have to use them wisely because a calf injury is not something that you just get over like that like you know in a week and even if it's a grade one i mean they' they're gonna to have to tape it up but there'll be a lot of um a lot of uh force going through it so it'll be interesting to yeah, see look, how it, he plays it, it, yeah it'll
8: be interesting to see how he's pulled up after last week and how bad it actually is but uh Who have you got for tomorrow's game, South Africa or Ireland? Who do you think is
2: going to win that? Oh, Brent, I have – I said this to Andy on the rural roundup yesterday. I have flip-flopped like a politician on this. I cannot make up my mind. And I think in the end of Rugby World Cup uh, today last night, about 5 to 7, when Brad asked me to actually –
0: I went the draw.
2: How's that for sitting on the fence, 20-all draw? Brent,
0: I'm going to go Ireland. I, I've been doing a little bit of reading up on this one, and I'm on a few WhatsApp oh, groups, as you oh. can imagine, uh, with regards to friends in South Africa. Well, and, uh, which you are losing by the minute, Grant. <laughs> and they are, they are really worried about this 7-1 split and this risky game that our friend Rusty Erasmus is playing. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating Austin. encounter. I
2: think you're a bit of a traitor. Brent, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your call. Go enjoy your sporting weekend. What a huge sporting weekend it is, and we want to uh, share it with you on 0800-150-811. G'day, Paul. Paul must be fizzing. Paul, ha- have you been up since five? Have you done ten k's of walking, trying to get the, the nervous energy out? Well, I'm just about to have a work- workout. Funnily enough, but
9: uh, I thought I'd give you guys a ring. Um, yeah, I'm very nervous about tonight. I, to the point, I'm, I'm every time I think about it, I get all nauseous, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna vomit, mate. <laughs> It's a, it's
2: a massive occasion tonight. What, what where, where do you think that main nervousness comes from? Is is it because it's the Broncos um, in Brisbane? Is it what could be uh, on the cards next weekend? Or the, the fact that this side has come from so far down as far as our expectations at the beginning of the year? Yeah,
9: 100%. I think... You hit the nut on the head there. I, I, I think a lot of it is because it's been so long uh, for for the for us fans. You know, it's been so long, and we're almost there. And um, you know, you can you can just taste. You know, you can just, yeah. It, it, it's it's within our reach. You know, have Ivan Cleary certainly said to Andrew Webster after they played the Panthers last season in the Grand Final, well, hopefully that'll come through, mate. Well, I just wanted to ask Grant, being a former sportsman, did um. I'm just wondering because I've got a friend over there in Brisbane, and uh, it's very, very humid and muggy. Grant, do you think going over there a bit earlier to acclimatise? Because they're going to be gasping for air tonight. W- would that have been the better option, going a couple of days earlier over to Queensland, or wouldn't wouldn't matter?
0: Right. I, I honestly, I think that you've got to get over into the conditions as soon as possible. I think back to um, a cricketing World Cup final. We never played a game in Aussie. And we went over, you know, uh, like two days before, I think it was, and you know, one training. Whereas Aussie had played hot, in Australia, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't so much the weather, probably more the pitch conditions. But I think when you you um got an endurance sport like this one, particularly going yeah. to you know somewhere like Johannesburg with altitude and that, like it can be yeah. different. Like uh, like you're saying, humid conditions, just even the clammy palms. Everything is just slightly yeah. different. So. The sooner you can get out yeah. there, the better. Um, it's uh, that is it's a good point, and it's a it's a one percenter, isn't it?
9: Well, that's my concern um, because the Broncos, obviously, they live over there. they training in those conditions, so hopefully uh, it won't be affected tonight. But um, just looking at that Panthers side last night, you know they they're, they're an amazing team. Um, but we we do have the team and the game plan to to, to win this competition. So. Uh, if we can get past the Broncos it's going to be a massive occasion with 20,000 Kiwis here. I, I, I wish I was there. But, um, and the commentators last night commentating that game are already talking up uh, a Brisbane Broncos Panthers this final next week. So hopefully if we do it, you know, we can stick it up
2: those Aussie commentators. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul. Uh, I don't think they're a one-trick pony, the Warriors. That's uh, been in evidence throughout the season. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think yeah. they can win in a variety of ways, which g- gives me sort of optimism. Uh, as far- give yeah. me the top three reasons why you think they can win. Well, after that Panthers game, um, speaking, uh, listening to
9: Andrew Webster, um, you know, and we also had a lot of top, top players out, but he, he said that they didn't stick to the game plan, and Tohi Harris said after that, that they went away from the game plan. Then they faced the Knights. They basically stuck to that game plan. It was almost a perfect game. They came out fast yes. and hard, which they have to do tonight um, against the Broncos. They have to come out fast and hard. And I think we've got momentum after that Knights game. You know, we're on a we're on a wave of momentum. Hopefully, that plus the crowd will carry us through. But I am worried about the centres, um, Tony Staggs and Farnworth against Pompey and Mocco Berry, who are too, uh, reasonably inexperienced, but. Um, you know, that's, that's one area of concern I've got. But we can match them in the four with
2: 100%. Good on you, Paul. Good luck to you and your team. Yeah. Hope it goes really well. Thanks so, so much Paul. for having Up us Up the call. wires, mate. Hey, good man. Up the wires. It's in the Louvre now.
0: Yes, yeah, so I saw that little social media post. You were in France and you had a photo of me, a photo of Smithy, obviously SENZ, uh, what do you call us, hosts, co-hosts. And um and you had it up the Wars and you went down to the Louvre, the Louvre, and um well we you know since you know the,
2: the late 18th century they've been hanging some of the world's finest art at uh, you know Museum de Louvre,
0: and you asked them you said hey I what said, about hey, the Harry Jab? they were like nah n- never heard of no, it.
2: thank you very much nope uh, Smithy they were like well we yeah, need a we
0: need a color photo
2: f- we need a color photo uh, unfortunately they only do black and whites of Smithy from playing in the thirties and um. <laughs> Uh, but, but up the wires, straight on the Mona Lisa, they were like, absolutely, whack Massive. it on there. Yeah, whack it on. Did yeah, you just pin it on? Yeah,
0: just a bit of blue tack. Uh, a bit of blue, tech, right? blue tech. I didn't want to. Pin, I didn't want to pin the Mona Lisa. I uh, love I how you you did a social post just to show that you're being proactive during your days in France. But sledging, I want to yeah. know what really it was, happened.
2: It was the first thing that came to my mind. Was sledging they, me. When they asked, would you go to France?
0: I was like, ooh, I can
2: take the piss out of Grant <laughs> from, from uh, 16,000 miles away. Yeah, exactly. Shall we uh, take a break first? It's 17 minutes after 10 o'clock. Before that, a uh, bit late than never. Our lines are always open this hour, 0800 150 uh, We'll get to the sporting headlines, which we normally do at the top of the show, but uh, today's a special day, isn't it? We want to speak to you, the fans. What a weekend. The Warriors, clearly number one billing uh, later tonight. We've got the full commentary of that one. Uh, Sam and Kempy are there. We're going to catch up with them after midday. Uh, the winner, of course, will take on the Penrith Panthers as the Panthers book their ticket to another grand final. Fourth straight NRL grand final after a dominant win over the Storm last night. 38 points to four grand. Wow. Uh, star halfback, Nathan Cleary and winger Brian To'o, uh, scored three tries. Brilliant effort by them. Uh, Argentina gets um, the Rugby World Cup back on track. Uh, they've got their first win of the tournament up uh, over Manu Samoa by 19 points to 10. It was a close match with each side to scoring one try apiece. Argentine winger Emiliano Boffelli was man of the match. He scored all but three of Argentina's 19 points uh, with a great goal-kicking performance as well as scoring a try. Now, Sama Malolo scored in the 75th minute for Samoa to bring it back to 16 points to 10 to give them a sniff, but uh, Boffelli sealed the win with his final penalty right on the full-time siren and also denying Manusama a bonus point and India has taken a 1-0 series lead over Australia in their one-day series India beating Australia by five wickets in the first match Australia uh, set 276 um, as their total after 50 overs and in India chased that down with eight balls to spare and five wickets in hand Muhammad Chami put on a great bowling performance turned himself player of the match taking five for 51. There are the latest Sports headlines. It's 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. Coming up on the show today, as you've heard, we'll catch up with our great commentary crew after 12 o'clock. Isaac Boss is going to join the show. Familiar voice to um, SENZ. He, of course, um, played for Ireland. Uh, we will dig a little bit deeper on that marquee matchup for which we've got live commentary on uh, SENZ tomorrow morning with myself and Christian Cullen. It is time, though, for a break, 19 minutes after 10, back with what we hope, plenty more of your calls on 0800
1: 150
10: de- de- on when you try to place it out your mind. But you can't turn the radio down, and you can't think of anyone else. And love is when you try to make it out alive. But you can't turn the radio down, and you can't think of anyone else. Oh, uh-huh, look, I can see your face in the Parisian paint. Coming up
2: to 25 minutes after 10 o'clock, our number is O eight hundred one five oh eight eleven 1508 11 Isaac Boss to join us in our wonderful CNZ Rugby League commentary duo. Well, at least one of them. We won't promise both. Uh, we'll, we'll have one of them. Sam or Kempy, Kempy or Sam, will join us after 12 o'clock.
0: Was that a love song? It was a bit of a love song. I don't know what, ask Huckleberry. He's musical
2: director of this fine show. I do
0: feel, I do feel my love for you at the moment, Daniel. (sighs) Wow. Missed you. Because I'm back.
2: I don't know, maybe. And you don't know how to operate a simple sort of microphone. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: true. Yeah. But uh, you know, maybe a it's bit like, like
2: left arm finger spin, isn't it? Left arm <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> it's just a little bit beyond you.
0: No, but I do hate that. Like I don't love left arm <laughs> kryptonite. Whereas with you it's like a toxic relationship. <laughs> I wanna just keep coming back because I just I just love the abuse. I've missed it. <laughs> you sell it my wife. Be nice the... to Grant, please. Be nice to Grant. You haven't seen him in a few weeks. Thank okay. you very much, Mrs. McCarty. The voice of reason <laughs> it, after every show. He very much is. There's no doubt about but, that. But tell me, I mean, do we have time to talk about your French trip?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I do, do want to get this out of the way. I don't want to forget the big game tonight. Um, It's the Broncos. Um, and and I, I think I've made it plainly clear. I'm a Broncos fan first. Always have been. But not today. Well, normally, I would play clips like this, right? I I, um, I think Finn has this. Normally, I would play clips like this and wind Warriors. up the Warriors. Ooh, the Warriors. Great movie, The Warriors, year of my birth. To play and wind them up and, you know, jab them in the ribs. They're really easy to wind up, you know. My late father taught me this, Grant. If you're going to support a team, you stick with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree and, with and, that. And I uh, jumped on the Broncos bandwagon about 1990, 1991. You know, one of the greatest days of my life was watching on the same day my beloved Miramar Rangers win the Chatham Cup and the Brisbane Broncos uh, smash the Penrith, uh, sorry, not the Penrith Panthers. Um, maybe that's a foreshadowing uh the dragons in uh what 92 93 they won back to back steve runoff running 80 90 meters downfield so and you know I've articulated the warriors were an Auckland based team and forgot the rest of the country for a long time i watched the the canary bulldogs play in wellington on multiple occasions before the warriors came down um but i'm sorry dad um <laughs> i don't want my broncos to win tonight oh, really? Do you know why i i i just so want this for the warriors fans yeah i really do I want this for the Warriors fans who've just been awesome. Awesome. So engaged for years. And I'm not just talking about the last few weeks where it's gone to a next level, right? And to the bandwagon. Everyone's jumped on, right? But it's those it is those loyal like Paul, our previous caller prior to the break. Been chatting to him about the Warriors for years and the passion just reeks out, you know. What that vis- that image he painted of going for, you know, he feels like being physically sick. I just hope those Warriors fans get another week. Get another week of this, grunt because it's awesome, isn't it? When you're swept up in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, something that I've really, I guess, learned from, from you and, and being on the show is that, you know, you're an athlete, and I used to always think it was about the kids. I used to always think that being an athlete was about inspiring kids that go to the game, that watch the game. You know, you're always on show. Like, if you do something really untoward with someone on the field a kid will be watching that and think that that's all right so i was quite aware of that but actually like being on this show and speaking with the listeners speaking with the fans it's about the fans it is like if you can get a groundswell of fans it's not about you as the athlete yes you got your own goals and you know you get paid to play the sport but it's not about you it's about the fans about the kids and it's just Like you say, I can see you getting quite emotional about the um, Warriors fans. Like, they kind of deserve it because they've been so loyal. Like, I mean, Ben Francis, a previous producer, got me supporting the Warriors. And I should never have supported the Warriors, let's be honest, given the track record. But they're one of the New Zealand teams, a little bit like the Phoenix here in in Wellington. So, um, like your dad said, I I started supporting them. And... I'm glad that I've supported them, but I can't believe how the fans have stuck on uh, for so long. Like you think they'd move to another you know, maybe the Auckland Aces or something and go, you know what, I'm not watching <laughs> I'm not watching rugby league anymore. I'm gonna change another code, I'm yeah. gonna change the cricket. But they do deserve it and it would be it would be a real shame if they fall over at this this hurdle because I think that they deserve to go through to the, the final dance. Yeah, I can't lose tonight
2: though. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in a good That's position. the other side. So I really do. I so want it for, the, for their fans. I've you know, been through... Some ups and downs, uh, and that really is uh, to say the very, very least. Uh, let's get to some of your messages, Maureen. Boys, Saturday out for a big a pig hunt. I thought, was, I thought he was trying to say big hunt. No, it's it's definitely pig hunt. 4 a.m. and then home by 2 p.m. Few beers to watch Hawkes Bay v Southland. Have a sleep, then watch a- Auckland v Taranaki. Then the Waas in capital letters, Irish tomorrow. Marshy in Hawkes Bay. Busy weekend is for Marshy. Busy, yeah. yeah. And we've got a couple of questions. We'll uh, take a quick break, and then Gr- Grant can put me on the um, on the dock. Uh, Pete, uh, sorry. Andy writes, "Hi, Daniel. Uh, what's it like out and about in France? Just watching the games on TV. The crowds have been absolutely heaving with passion and songs. Is it like that in the fan zone bars and other places?" Question mark. If the eggs didn't cost eleven dollars a dozen, I wouldn't have made the trip. O- I w- would have made the trip over myself. Thank you very much, Andy. Andy, I'll put it, put it this way. Andy, don't go to a supermarket over there. 'Cause it's just gonna make you really angry.
0: Why, cheap. Yes. Super cheap.
2: Yeah. Um, um and Pete writes, has Daniel been <laughs> sent home <laughs> mid
0: tour for misbehaviour? Love it, Pete. I love it. I was I was reading that one and I thought, oh, what a great text message that one is. <laughs> uh I, actually, I think Point. we need to find out okay. because everyone has been surprised. Um I asked my good friend Jamie Tout from NZCIS. I said Oh, you can come on the show this weekend. And I said, oh, no, actually, Daniel's back. So, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to push that on a bit. And he goes, why is Daniel back? Like mid-tournament? Like Miss Grant, and Jamie, okay? It's not. There's something more sinister than this. And I'm sure that after the break, he'll be able to tell us because I think that there has been something swept under the carpet. By you can't stay and work in France for more than 30 days. Here we go. I mean, no, you've if got you no, that. and that's
2: why all like all the super sport guys are going to have to leave France and then go back. Just so the you border. can't you can't work in France without a visa for more than uh, more than 30 days. So surely you've you got to go s- out. There's a few bizarre rules in France. You can't you can't catch a flight. Um, If there is a train option of two and a half hours and less available. Mm. Yep. So if you can go from point A to point B on a train of two and a half hours. I know New Zealand, um, you know, people in cars now, heads are exploding at the thought of actually getting into public transport. The thing is, that they've spent money on their uh, infrastructure and their trains go really fast, like faster than cars on roads. It's, it's, it's amazing, Grant. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, there, there's a few interesting rules. So um, that's why. That's why I'm back. That's what I'm sticking to. Anyway, you can quiz me after the and break. And if you believe that,
0: you'll believe anything. <laughs> Twenty eight minutes
2: away from eleven. Back after this. Uh, more of your calls. Welcome. Go on, please. Save me from a grilling. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Back after this. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. That is our number. You can text us on double eight double three. Warriors come out to play. Come out and talk to us, Warriors fans. What are you doing today? How are you feeling? Are you wanting to chunder like Paul did a little bit earlier this this morning? Have you got the man cave ready like John? Who are you watching it with? Where? And give me your pulse as far as the game is concerned. South Africa take on Ireland tomorrow morning. That is the big game of Rugby World Cup this weekend. Is anyone out there losing their mind that South Africa have named seven forwards and one back? <laughs> my gosh. The morality of it all. Against the sp- I, If the spirit of cricket nonsense didn't make my stomach churn enough, Grant, the spirit of rugby... It's apparently a new thing I've never heard of. It's against the spirit of the game. What on earth are we talking about here? I don't know. I actually haven't heard that. Yeah, there's been been a few people have suggested this. This is not how the game should be played. Come on. Get off our pious high horse. I think it's great. They're accepting a lot of risk here. Yeah, massive risk. And I said in our video prior to coming on air, what's the difference to the Black Caps picking five seamers? Is that against the spirit of the game? But this is why I love and, it, though. India picking four spinners? Is yeah. it against the spirit of their sport? It's not on South Africa, you know, to worry about that type of nonsense. They are accepting quite a bit of risk here.
0: Yeah. And I, what I love about it is it's strategy. It just adds another edge to rugby because it's not, you know, that conventional and I think, like we've been talking about it with the, the Black Caps going to India and in the World Cup. What is the combination? I think we should play an extra bowler and not play the all-rounder because the batting surfaces are are really good, and that's essentially what Rusi Rasmus is doing here. He's accepting a lot of risk by playing just one backline player on the bench and seven forwards. It's um it's risky because if someone gets injured and you have to try and juggle your team around, and you know you you've got players that would have to be playing at wing or centre that have never played there before. Oh, he, they could look really, really stupid after 20 minutes of this game.
1: Yeah. Just
0: two or three injuries, especially to backline players, or as I read an article, uh, Jake White was talking about cramp from players. Suddenly your backline players cramp. What happens is that then they could get injured, and if they do get injured, you don't have them for the rest of the tournament. So there's there's risk involved with that as well.
2: 800 150 is our number, Double eight double three. if you want to uh, text
0: in to the program.
2: Uh, Grant, we'll get to his grilling in just a moment. Unfortunately, someone has called. See what I did there, Grant? Yeah, you did Magnificent well. Magnificent performance <laughs> from Daniel McCarty to, to, th- to throw out a talking point and elicit some calls. Ah, uh, Bruce! Bruce, thanks so much for
7: saving <laughs> the bacon, mate. Oh, you're going to rely on me most most times, yeah. mate. Well. Uh, how are you? you? Are Where good.
2: are you? I, I'm <laughs> in Petone and I'm very Peter well. Peter
7: Montgomery? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that PPJ, what a bloke. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Petone, uh, next to the great Grant Elliott. Uh, back in my happy place. There
7: you go. It's a gl- glamorous yeah. part of the world.
2: <laughs> my amazing experience. Two and a half weeks in France. We're only ever going at this stage for, for that length of time. Um, here, here's the fact. The Rugby World Cup is really long. Like really, really long, too, too long, long yeah. uh, for a lot of accountants. Too long for me, the rugby fan. I don't get five team pools. I don't understand it anymore. It's too long. If now you want a week yep. between games, remember the the, the previous five team pools, you were asking teams like Namibia to back up after three or four days. You know, miraculously, the Tier One na- nations always seemingly got five to seven days, didn't they, uh, Bruce? But five five team pools have yep. got to go. Mm-hmm. They've got to go. It doesn't yeah. make any more. It doesn't make sense anymore.
7: Yeah, it takes out the. Uh, oh, I guess. Uh, what do you uh, the, the the squad factor where you know if you've got injuries and you've it it just sort of draws it out and makes it more even for I guess. Oh, do I say the Northern Hemisphere sides? Maybe not. I don't know. It, it makes it more like even to for a- South Africa.
2: It's like going to a concert and the warm-up act playing longer than the main act. I, yeah, I would not be happy as a concert goer. I, I've got a crazy idea. Everyone's laughed at this idea, uh, Grant. Uh, it, people have suggested going to a twenty fourteen World Cup. Um, of, of six pools of four that makes no sense to me because you 're going to have that weirdness of you know no. certain third place teams will qualify mm. how about this and i and yep. I know this was not good for the tier two nations they don 't get as many games what about eight pools of three and you your group stage is played over two weeks essentially two weekends three yeah, three weekends two weeks If you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, top two teams out of the pools go through, and I give you a whole extra round of knockout games, a round of 16, yeah. a la the Football World Cup. What do you say, Grant and Bruce? Am I mad? Have I been drinking a, too much red wine? It's a great,
7: great idea. Then you don't get the top two sides in the world playing each other in one pool
2: or something stupid. And nope. don't see them three you, years before the bloody event. And I give you eight extra games of knockout footy, eight extra games of Jeopardy.
0: I like it. I do like it, Bruce. I, like I think, you know, of all the things that Daniel McCarty says on the show, that's probably, you know, the, the one that makes most sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks, guys. I feel the love. Je t'aime. I feel um,
2: fantastic. I,
7: I don't... It's. I feel really strange about the Rugby World Cup this time. I'm really... It's hard to stay excited about it. So, because of the links and so on, I, I don't know, and there's some other more exciting things going on, and...
0: Um,
2: I, no, it's the fact that sure. New Zealand have three pretty easy games after a really exciting first game. Mm. Um, and then you've mm. got to wait and wait and wait for, for the exact things I've been talking about before you get to games that r- truly matter, that come with jeopardy, life and death, as far as a sporting um, perspective is concerned.
7: Can I, Can I? Uh, can I? Can we talk cricket for a second? I don't want to talk the obvious... Um, yeah, let's go, Bruce. the worries up and up and so on. Um, Tim Southey, do we know how bad his injury is?
0: Yeah, listen, um, Bruce. I know that he was going in for an operation. I think yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, I've had a I've had a thumb operation. I had two screws put in. By the sounds of it, he's getting screws put in. Problem is, is his well, right that hand. A was a his... Bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, what, what, Why my seam presentation wasn't as good as it should have been, Bruce.
1: <laughs>
0: but I tell you what, there's more nerve endings in the thumb than there is in the knee. And we know how long a knee uh, injury takes. So yep. I think, you know, it's going to be so doubtful. The, the worrying thing with Saudi not being there is that leadership. I think, you know, having senior. having senior players, having leaders within a squad, within a world tournament is key to advancing to those knockout stages. And, uh, you know, I've experienced that. You can't rely on younger players. You might get cameos from them, but experience counts Mm. when the games get anxious. And that goes for this Rugby World Cup as well. You expect senior players to stand up in big moments. And not having Saudi there, not having his experience and the calmness under pressure with the decision-making, the crisp decision-making that he needs to make, um, because Mm. he can always be there at mid off, you know. And you do see Saudi... They're chatting to the bowlers, and he was he was leading the bowlers. So, yes, we've got Trent yep. Bolt. Um, Matt Henry is stepping up to the plate, but, yeah, he'll be sorely missed in the leadership side of things. Bruce, to give you the details, he had an operation Thursday,
2: and uh, New Zealand cool. Cricket had previously stated that they will make a decision on his involvement of in the World Cup likely early next week once they know the results of the surgery. So how, you know, after, yep. you know, post-op, it. how it sort of presents, so... it.
0: You know, you can change your squad on the 28th, I think. From uh, my understanding, you, you name can, it on the fifth, but you can, you you have can final squad.
2: It, you can change it up until the 28th without having yes. to run it past the ICC. Yeah. After that date, I think that's when you get in a situation where someone's removed and can't come back in. Yes. Yeah. So because there you have it, a it, so risky. much.
7: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good it's on you, Mark. Appreciate the thoughts. Kane
7: and him. So have a great day, guys.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks, um, Bruce. A message here on 8883, gents, I have no issues with South Africa uh, having the bench. They have good luck to them. I can't see that much risk. They don't use their backs anyway. <laughs> I hate, though, absolutely hate the way they play. Time-wasting and box kicks, if the All Blacks uh, played like that, I wouldn't watch rugby. I'd rather the All Blacks lost in quarter final playing um, the way they do when playing rather than playing like South Africa. I do have no pride at all watching that crap. Appreciate your thoughts, Hayden. Appreciate your thoughts. Thanks, Hayden. If you are entitled to not like their style of play. That's absolutely fine.
0: Let's get it. Let's get onto the more serious issues, though. Daniel McCarty, your off-field play in France. I'm looking at things. Though. I'm looking at there's rugby villages in Bordeaux. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Okay, Lille, so we- Lyon, Marseille, and then there's also the host city. Do, do you want a quick timeline? Yes. We flew in to Paris very late at night, went to our hotel. What happened on the flight? Something happened on the flight. Logan told me. Well, no. Didn't someone spill coffee or you spilled coffee or... Not that I remember. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was just... In, Logan
2: was being re- very responsible. I was just making Logan order me a red wine. Okay. Along with the red wine that I'd already ordered. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So you were double-parked the whole way to France. I was just trying
2: to get into French form, you know? Nice. Well yeah, played. Yeah. So we, we got into Paris... Night there, next day, down to Lyon, where the All Blacks were playing. Uh, sorry, where the All Blacks' training base is. Problem is with Lyon, Lyon don't get games to later in the tournament, and their fan zone, actually, I think their fan zone opens tonight, their oh. time. Um, so it was, you didn't really feel like you are on the heart and soul of Rugby World Cup yeah. when you are in Lyon. But back to Paris for, for the opening game, uh, unbelievable, Grant. Like, as far as atmospheres, no, nothing I've ever experienced before. I remember it, it, how it pumped just, up you were oh, after the game. It was incredible. So opening ceremony as well? just yeah. That was awesome. I'm not sure how um, it came across on TV, but inside that arena, um, incredible. But just the fans being there five hours before kickoff, on the concourse having beers and in great form, great voice, you know, throwing rugby balls around, singing their national anthem. Like like you, outward displays
0: of, of fandom. Were you wearing anything New Zealand? Any no, I was patriotic? too hot, mate. It was yeah? so hot. And wear the black. It was just, just not your black mesh singlet. No, it was thirty six
2: degrees on game day and thirty two degrees at kickoff at nine o'clock at night. Oh wow! We, even the Australian um, uh, rugby media that we spoke to uh, said it was almost the hottest day they've ever experienced. Oh wow! Australians saying that it's it's quite something. So the players struggling with that.
0: They're struggling yeah, with it, the
2: conditions? Yeah, it was hot. It, it really was. Um, so they've had, had to deal with that, hence why drinks breaks for the first uh, two game, two rounds of games were um, incorporated by World Rugby. So after Paris, amazing. We go back to Lyon, where the All Blacks are based. Again, it's a bit quieter. So, But you're around the All Blacks, you're doing your show from there. Uh, you know, great city, amazing city, absolutely loved it. Um, but then we went to Toulouse, where they played their second game. Toulouse I fell madly in love with. It is it is the rugby heartland of France. You know, rugby jerseys on shop windows everywhere. It's DuPont country. It's where he plays. in Timac, where he plays, where the best team in France plays. A lot of Kiwis <laughs> end
0: up playing in Toulouse, don't they? Yeah,
2: and, there were a, and the one thing I noticed that game there was a whole lot more black. After being, you know, uh, swallowed by a sea of Le Bleu at um, at Paris. Oh, why was that? Because France were playing, right? And it was the home fans dominated the first game, but yeah. the second game, lots of Kiwis there, in a magic city. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. Compact, easy to get around, beautiful, amazing cuisine, yeah. um, and and really really lovely people. Well, the reason I why I,
0: I, I adored to lose. Yeah, the reason why I asked that is I thought maybe the French do love the All Blacks. It's like when you go to Port Elizabeth in um, South Africa. They, do. They've always supported the All Blacks, the local people. They do. And
2: Fan Village in Toulouse, I, I, I was there for France, the Uruguay. It was rocking. It was huge, mate. It was a, it's a city, not a, a village. And there's one uh, French bloke who looked me dead in the eye at half time when they were choking away on the field, said, we are French, this is what we do, we feel pressure. And then he also said to me, looked me dead in the eye and said, I'm going to go watch the All Blacks tomorrow. It is the greatest privilege of my life. Wow! I went. What about your kids, mate? <laughs> we'll take a short break. Uh, you can you can quiz me more uh, as we go on, but got to get to a break right ten away from eleven nice. o'clock. Double eight, double three. Keep your messages rolling in. This is the Saturday session. Thank you for your calls and text messages. Uh, we'll try and uh, continue to read them out. So uh, keep them coming in. Uh, right now, though, let's get to our Rugby World Cup 2023 schedule. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Uh, This morning it was, of course, Argentina beating Manu Samoa. But as far as the big games this weekend, tomorrow morning we've got full coverage of uh, Ireland up against South Africa. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Our coverage starts at 6.30. Join myself and Christian Cullen for the call of that one. Huge game. Massively anticipated game. Can't wait to bring you uh, all of the action. We will also bring you the game 7am Monday morning huge game for Australia. Could they get eliminated at the group stage, Grant? They've got to get past Wales somehow some way. Scotty Stevenson Steve Devine I do believe have the call for that one. Kickoff is at 7. As far as other games, well next up it's Georgia-Portugal, then England-Chile before South Africa and Ireland tomorrow morning Scotland-Tonga, don't ignore that game as well Uh, Wales and Australia, the last uh, group of games over this weekend there you have it, your Rugby World Cup schedule 2023 with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Coming up towards the top of the hour, on the other side of the short break, the latest in sports headlines. Swinging both ways. We're going to talk cricket with you, Grant, for the first time in a while. It's going to be unusual. Uh, and we'll also hear from Isaac Boss to talk about Ireland and South Africa.
6: Bay, bay, bay. Ay. Lace in up, lace
10: them up, lace them up, lace him. Blue suede shoes stay crispy like bacon Nikes on my
2: feet, make my cypher complete uh, I stay shining like the lights on the street in the night Revis take me shopping when I'm up in New York Hit the shoe store, gon' cop a few more You at the mall, getting dinner at the food court I'm at LA, eating 22 course
6: Young boss, paper in my pockets
2: What's this nonsense? Huckleberry? How's this relevant to me and in my, in my life?
0: You want Warriors music. What yeah, you I just do, said or fair. You were like I want Warriors and I music.
2: Warriors. Well actually top five songs with the word warrior in
0: it. You asking me about songs. This no,
2: you're a, hopeless at music. I, I'm asking the audience, Grant. Yeah. At least Finn At least for Huckleberry actually knows music of this uh, this century. You know, at least he's plugged into oh, it. You do roll your eyes at him a little bit when he brings on the odd song. The odd song. I've, I've just been waiting for my Serge Gainsborough request. Which I asked for weeks ago, and no no one's actually played it for me. Which come back song was it? very entitled. Suits Gainsborough, Je t'aime.
0: Come on, mate, if you want French music, unbelievable track. You've come back very um entitled, and because you went to I'm Europe French. now, fr- now you're like, oh, this is not like <laughs> it was in France. <laughs> Walking the streets going, the car parking wasn't... <laughs> Like this in France. Oh, it's please, actually really, you. why didn't you push for me to come to France with you? Thanks for knocking with me S-C-N-Z. down. Thanks for knocking me down a peg or two. And you're like, oh, you, you don't really look as tanned as me because I was in France. It was 36 degrees in games. It was I'm, so I'm, warm. I'm
2: glad you've noticed that I've got tanned. Ever mentioned the fact I've lost five kgs, but hey, I, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Uh, thank you, Kevin, and others who have pointed out that uh, Daniel McCarty has only just registered. Daylight Savings is this weekend.
0: Yes, yeah. you do, didn't you? Oh, re- uh, you know, I was I in the real estate game for a while. I completely
2: missed that, or it hasn't registered. I, I, yeah. Anyone who's been listening to Rugby World Cup today over the last couple of days, I understand. I, I'm, I've actually suffered jet lag the first time in my life. Oh, here but, we go. My French trip again. No, 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 no. Here we go. I've been having very weird dreams at night, Grant. Very weird dreams. I haven't
0: Sporting out. dreams. But
2: no, uh, Daylight Savings did not register with me. So, yes, Kevin. Um, unnamed texter. Th- that means the Irish South Africa game, which I said now. Rugby World Cup schedule prior to the uh, last break, we'll kick off at seven. It's kick off at eight. Oh, it's of kick off at eight o'clock, right? So our coverage will start at seven. Kick off at eight o'clock. It, it just yeah? confused me, don't it? Daylight savings confuses the heck out of me every single time.
0: And you're very nervous that your phone won't automatically sort of change okay. over.
2: Yeah, especially if you work in an industry when you have early wake up calls like our one. Yep. 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 So if I turn up late to South Africa Island tomorrow, you completely understand why. (laughs) Understand why. Okay. Um Dale writes, hope the Warriors win by sorry, hope the Broncos win by twenty, AVs lose to Italy and get knocked out of the Rugby World Cup. Maybe Foxy can then get some airtime. Dale, is everything all right at home? Dale. Dale, mate. Can I just say this to you, Dale? When I say open line talk back, that means you can call and talk about Anything you want. So, rather than wishing ill on other teams, please do me a favour because I'd love to talk to you about Ryan Fox. It
0: is your Broncos, though.
2: No, I'm, it, I'm officially off them after <laughs> as of forty minutes ago. I think you're fine. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Dale, I'd, you know, next time, Dale, just just pick up the call, pick up the phone rather, and give us a call. I uh, would very very much uh, appreciate that.
0: Um, Craig messages. Welcome back, Captain Daniel. Yeah, I'm glad he's got that. Galley slaves, Grant and Finn, did their best. But it's hard to see where you're going from the bowels of the ship. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Craig. Thanks for listening those weekends. Yes, and, you know, we tried our best. And someone writes here, morning, is there any news on DuPont? Well, the latest news from DuPont,
2: because I'm now, I'm now perfect um, in, in French. Grant, after I can translate. Le Keep. Um, of course, they're a very famous sporting publication. They're all across it. Here's, here's the latest update as of less than an hour ago. What solutions are available to Anton Dupont to return quickly? After an evening of anxiety, the French captain underwent examinations which uh, were to determine the need or not for an operation and therefore his dur- duration of unavailability. And it goes on. A good bulge had formed under his right eye but he did not suffer any vision problems. Moreover, Antoine Dupont said he had less pain on Friday mid-morning. That's French time. He could open uh, his mouth wide, and the swollen part of his face had already started to deflate. Oh, wow. In any case, this is what was reported to us by the French management and the entourage of its captain the day after the large 96-0 victory, but uh, costly success against Namibia. Almost reassuring news to put yesterday's concerns into perspective.
0: Oh, so it sounds like it sounds like he's good to go. It's, there's yeah. no diagnosis there, and the sources from the team. Yeah, there's a few red flags. Good to go. Yeah, so we'll just wait. He can open his mouth wide. Should we just wait? Let's just wait. Should Let's we wait? wait and see? Yeah, but we, we do have a text saying someone will take me to. France. I'll take you to France, Grant. Je t'aime. Thank you, unknown texter. Let us know who your name is. I know Finn where you're been... from.
2: Hurriedly trying to find the song that I'm talking about. So yeah. It's an absolute classic, mate. Absolute classic. You can't find it.
0: And Mike No, you haven't even been looking for it. Mike's texted in. I am the Warriors. Patty Smith group, Mike. Uh Play the Warrior by Lloyd Lloyd's Banks. Oh, I am the Warriors. Yeah, right. I, oh, remember, these are all the song yes. titles. Sorry, top, Goldfish. Top Goldfish. five
2: songs <laughs> with the word warrior in them. Okay. Right. So I am the Warriors by Petty Smiths Group, and play Warrior by Lloyd Banks.
0: I'm going to go to. Uh, there you go. AI Excellent. here. I'm
2: going to go to Bard. Let's go to Chris and Foxton. How are you doing, Chris? Save, save oh, this disaster of a program, mate. <laughs> I've been away two weeks, and the the the, the, the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, oh, well, just a short thing. I was wondering if um haven't
6: heard Sir Peter Leach um spoken about lately and he would have to be the greatest fan that the Warriors have ever had. i just wonder if he's
2: okay. I think so. He was on with Smithy maybe a month ago.
4: Yeah.
2: A month or so yeah. ago. I, I I think so. He, he seemed in good form. The laugh was there. The vivaciousness in his voice was there but you're so right about his fandom. How are you feeling about his team's chances tonight though, Chris? You're confident? You're nervous? You're uh, oh, well,
6: both? <laughs> Well, uh, being a Kiwi, you've got to be on them, don't you? You know, so, um, just one other thing. Um, you know, we were talking about how the South Africans set up their bench and and how England, everyone's moaning about getting points. Well, if the game's got rules and you get points <laughs> for kicking goals and whatever. And so if you kick the goals and you win the game, well, you're in the next round, don't you? And um, I don't see what, what the problem is. You know, I know there's a lot more oh, rules, but I, know, I'm with you. I'm
2: with you, Chris. Chris, do you remember the scoreline of the 2011 Rugby World Cup final? Don't think I heard too many New Zealanders complain what? about it, a lack of points in that game.
6: Yeah, I thought the French came back from nothing, and you know, like yeah, there's
2: only one in it or something wasn't it? Yeah, eight seven. One, eight seven. Yeah, we celebrated eight, seven, it. Yeah. We celebrated a kick with a
0: movie. So, yeah,
2: I'll be with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what I will say about that uh, the, the bench that South Africa have is we spoke about it earlier, and um, I'm just having a look at, at Jake White's article, and I totally agree with him. He said that what he learned from the real masters of the game, that the coaches, is that when they're under pressure, you have to make a replacement that's the best replacement like for like. So he said, yeah. for example, a prop for a prop or a lock for a lock. You don't want a player coming on and having to make three positional changes, yeah. which is what they could be looking at in this game. So hypothetically, he said, let's say a centre's come off, Arunsa has to go to full-back, Damien Willemsa has to go to centre, and Kürbis Reinach has to go to the wing. Um, yeah. Any coach yeah. worth his weight in gold will tell you it's not a clever move and there could be some consequences around that. So That's ma-
2: why we talked about the, they're accepting a, a bit, massive risk. bit of risk here. But to that point, they've got two locks on. Yeah. The bench. One's 2 metres 0.3 and 120 kgs. The other guy's 2 metres 0.7 and about
0: 130 kgs. So they're going to try and just take every ounce of energy out of the the opposition, um, out of of, um, this um, Irish team, um, and and play it in the forwards. But if one of their backline players gets injured or cramps or um, even worse... Um, probably put at risk for the rest of the tournament. Well, that's the risk they obviously have assessed and willing to take on. Well, they,
6: well, they could have a... Or they may have a flanker that can um, be a fullback or a, a centre or something just to fill in, you know. Well, they've got they Quagga it, Smith, got mate, who's...
2: who's a sit- a 7 star in his former days so he might end up on the wing, who knows Chris, have a great day in Foxton, I'm sure it's another glorious day out there my friend, thanks so much <laughs> for dropping by Thanks a lot boys My pleasure, it is 10 minutes after 11 o'clock, we'll take a short break and then swing him both ways It's coming up, time to talk cricket with you Grant
4: The Saturday Session Cricket Update Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice
2: Indeed, it is time for our cricketing update. Voice of God at SCNZ, lift your game mate. We all know the segment is now called Swinging Both Ways. The people love it. They Affectionately, love it. lovingly known as Swinging Both Ways with Razine uh, for expert paint and colour advice. All right, first our chance for Grant and I to talk uh, sport we uh, both love and adore. Uh, and the first thing I'm going to do is um, vet Grant Elliott's uh, current but very likely to change and often World Cup eleven. How did it go, Finn? Oh. I'm sure Finn's already done this over the last couple of weeks while I've been away. Um, so the actual New Zealand squad was Williamson, Bolt, Chapman, Conway, uh, Ferguson, Henry, Latham, Mitchell, Nisham, Phillips, Ravindra, Santanasi, Saudi, and Young. In in your last eleven, and I I, I emphasise eleven with a bit of stress because mm-hmm. you actually had named about sixteen people because you sit on a picket picket fence more than I do. You had Young and Allen opening alongside. Conway, yep, he had a bracket there. He had a bracket at number three, Daryl Mitchell or Kane Williamson. He had Phillips and Mitchell bracketed at four. Latham, um, Nisham and Foxcroft um, bracketed at number six. Well, sorry, Dean mm-hmm. didn't make it. Um, Santner at seven. Sody and Southey at eight. Ferguson, Henry and Bolt. Okay, so it's, it's not the worst effort.
0: Yeah, I think there, there's a couple of names there that, um, I mean, I always knew, Young and Conway. After speaking to Gary Stead in Pakistan, you could sort of see where it was going. And you mentioned that, yeah, yeah. Um, so we like what I what I discussed in the show uh, last week was that I guess you know we've gone with a test batting lineup. So if you look at Young, Conway, Williamson as your top three, then you've got Mitchell at four, then you've got Latham at five. That's a test batting lineup, and I mean Nishim's played um, played test cricket as well. Um, Glenn Phillips has, but I'm saying out and out test players. So you're going with, I guess a strong batting lineup which gives you the flexibility of potentially either playing that all-rounder which, or uh, an out and out bowler. but with Saudi Saudi probably unlikely to be there, I'd say. Um, Mark Chapman was a surprise for me and so was Rachen Ravindra not because of the class of the, that, that they've got. I mean, Mark Chapman scored an unbelievable 100 in Pakistan. Yeah, his,
2: his form in Pakistan. That was the first time we started talking about him as a contender yeah. for the World Cup. Well, he
0: wasn't going to stay on for the, the T20s and then suddenly scored that 100 and then stayed on mm. on the tour. And it was kind of like, you know, give him as many opportunities as possible. And same as Ratchan Ravindra. He's been given a lot of opportunity because Mitch Satin has been injured um, and um, I think had the birth of his, his first child. So Ratchan Ravindra got you know, four wickets and 60 in the last game that he played in England. Um, And, you know, he's shown real form. He'll go to Bangladesh as well. But the reason why I probably didn't pick him is because I thought, well, we've already got that left arm spin. But he does, I guess, replace the likes of Saturn and give you that extra option. I just felt like we needed an off spinner. And when Michael Bracewell got injured, I thought, okay, well, who is there? There's Colm Yep. So, you know, in Bangladesh, he's going to be there. There's, um, you know, Foxcroft, I thought, was an outside
2: chance. Yeah, so you all felt they could do a good job. It was just you wanted someone to... It was, yeah, something,
0: something different, yeah. And, you know, like, I've been I've been looking at our stats in India, and, and this was against India, but I've only taken the stats from 2010, so not from uh, 1987. And the reason why 2010 is because the rules changed in one-day cricket. You can't really take a, um, you know, a section of cricket where... There was no power plays, and you know power plays changed the number of people you could send out. Obviously, the the explosive nature of cricket as well, I think, changed uh, during IPL and you know the, a decade ago or more than a decade ago, thirteen years ago. And when I look at that, I look at um, you know the average scores. There's only been one score over um, three hundred since two thousand and ten. So wow, yeah. So three hundred and thirty-seven. That was in Hyderabad in uh, this this year. Oh, by us, eighteenth of January. Sorry, I'm yeah, misheard. I thought you were talking about everyone in the world. No, right? New Zealand versus India. Um, so you know, two eighty-five. Um, actually, there was another score, three fifteen, Bangalore in, in two thousand ten. So two scores of over three hundred. Now, the big question is: is do we have the explosive nature to get over three hundred when we're playing that sort of test lineup? When you look at the likes of Williamson, Conway, Young, um, Mitchell. Mitchell's got explosive power, Latham. So I look at them, I'd say we're quite conservative. So if a team gets over 300, they assess the conditions well. It's real batting conditions. We're under pressure with the ball. Can we get those big scores? We saw South Africa score 416 the other day. 100 plus and 174 we, and just 83 balls.
2: We said this ahead of the 2019 World Cup. You remember there was the, that scoring binge, right? England yeah. especially, where um, yes. on surfaces they prepared, totally. scoring at a remarkable rate. Then you get to the tournament with the surfaces prepared by the ICC, and New Zealand's adaptability came to the fore. But they, they were able to recognise what's a good score. Yeah. You do wonder how different the surfaces are going to be in India to the ones the BCI prepare. Yeah. Well, know, and I know there's fans right now the flippantly saying they're the same thing, right, Daniel, they uh, yeah. favour the home side. You might well be right, yeah. but there was a discernible difference between the tracks in England when England were playing a home series to what we saw in the, in the World Cup. Mm. Um, so I'm sort of going to – I think we take a, a bit of a breath and actually wait to what we, what we see there. But I think those, those points are valid about power, and that's why Phillips, who probably is not as established as a one-day player – um, is in the thinking. Chapman's boundary heading ability too, yeah. and Nishim, of course, um, has legit power. We're yeah, all
0: that. I think I think it'll be interesting to see if if Kane, the Kane clock, It sounds like he is going to the World Cup, but Henry Nichols has been batting at three. So Henry Nichols, you know, he went to England. He batted at three. So all of a sudden, you've got a placeholder there. You've got a, and I was surprised to not see him in the squad. I thought that maybe he'd be in the squad as the player that can, you know for those those fans that remember, Henry Nichols opened the batting. He was pushed from middle order to opening the batting in the 2019 World Cup, got a half century in the final. Yep. And he's one of those players I talk about that has experience, so under pressure. Good in the field. Yeah, good in the field, solid. He's Cantabrian as well, so steady would love him. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we've got enough keepers in this team. <laughs> we got Glenn Phillips, you got Devin Conway, you got Tom Latham. Uh, there's enough people that, that, that can... Um, and. Uh, I thought Adam Milne was unlucky. Um, I would have loved to have seen him. But Lockie Ferguson is going to play such a crucial role here because he's not in as good a form as he should be. You know, average 50, and I'd say our bowlers probably didn't get the wickets that they wanted to get in the England series. Um, but Lockie Ferguson is crucial because he's one of those players that you go, right, he's
2: a difference maker at his best.
0: Yeah, and if, if Bolt, Boltsar Shaheen Shafridi comes on, gets two early wickets, you know, And then suddenly you've got Matt Henry. Hopefully you can chip in with one, maybe two. Then you've got Lockie Ferguson. And as a captain, if you can bring him on and you go, I just want three spells out of you. I want a three-over spell, a four-over spell, and a three-over spell. And those seven overs of the ten are going to be all-out wicket-taking. I just want you to take wickets. The last three might be death bowling just for damage control. Um, but then it's how – because I think our spin will be solid with Satna, and whether we play that. The all rounder, the crutch of the all rounder. We always, as New Zealand, we always seem to love the crutch of the all rounder. I'd like to see a specialist bowler there in place of the all rounder. And I'm an all rounder myself, but I think in Indian conditions, I think you have to back your batters, and you have to back a bowling team that can either bowl defensively or in an attacking way to win a game.
2: Before we move off this uh, World Cup squad, um, I'll be a little bit unfair here. Trimble made the team. Are you worried about everyone's hurt feelings? <laughs> no, I'm
0: not worried about it. Came round. They came around in the you, end. You came round? Uh no, I've come around. Um <laughs> I just I just think yeah, well, you know my thoughts on it. And I just think New Zealand cricket need to make a stance on these players that can be fluid with how they represent their country. It's a unicorn though, isn't it? It's a bit different. Yes. There's not many unicorns, but at least the narrative should be He's still contracted to New Zealand and dedicated to New Zealand. Therefore, he will be available for world tournaments. Not Trent Boult has not accepted a contract, which means we're not going to be playing him.
2: So, to, with Jimmy
0: Neesham, uh, of course,
2: he's not really a red ball option anymore. So, that's, yeah. you know, just me being a little bit silly. Uh, let's move on. Strong um, squad. It's a strong squad. Bangladesh. It's a much different squad, um, of course. Just tell the 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 audience. The listeners, about the challenges of playing in Bangladesh. Unfortunately, you've been on the wrong side <laughs> no, no. once or twice.
0: Well, you know what? Bangladesh. I always felt that when we toured Bangladesh, the first person they phoned was me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, every, every tour. Shakib needs some wickets. Yeah. Every, every tour. <laughs> every time we toured Bangladesh. But to be fair, there were a lot of people that had hamstring injuries as well when the <laughs> Bangladesh tour came. There was always injuries. And I was like, jeez. You know, like, why do I always have to go to Bangladesh to play? It was a nightmare, especially Dhaka. So Dhaka, how can I describe the pitch, okay? It would be like having one really abrasive, dusty bit on the pitch with about 20 centimeters squared. On a good length. On a good length. Hitting the top of all. And then just right next to it or right in front of it is a block of ice. So it either hit you know, a dusty bit and stopped and turned or it hit this, like, block of ice and just skidded on. So you never felt in. You just felt like, you know, the bowler always had your number. I eventually got to the point where I was like, right, okay, I went to Bangladesh for the second time. I went, my game plan is I'm just going to run at the run at the spinner. I'm just going to run at every ball and just, you know, get in front of it. If I get to the pitch, I can at least maneuver the, myself around the, um, the, the innings and, and play an attacking brand. The first time I go out, it's it's spitting a bit, and this Duckworth Lewis is looming, where we can't lose a wicket. <laughs> no, if we lose a wicket, we're potentially losing this game. Oh, Enter Grant Elliott I'm facing but... Saqib Al <laughs>
2: Now you're wondering, am I going to run past it?
0: No, so yeah. uh, no, no, sir. So, I'm not uh, running at him. I'll run past and get out. So I was happy because it wasn't turning that much that day. It was one of those like icy wickets. It was just skidding on really low. So anyway, I run to the first I get to the pitch and my spikes the pitch is so hard my spikes slide on top of the spit the pitch I end up doing the splits and I scamper back to my crease I managed to get behind the crease so that I don't get stumped and I was like oh my goodness geez that was stressful and now I'm thinking well I can't run down the wicket anymore because I'm gonna slide I just had no confidence in you know my my sprigs um, sort of penetrating the pitch and giving me a bit, a bit of grip. I'm sorry. You can't scamper when you're doing the splits. Well, I sort of like slid back. I don't know how. We've got to get footage of this. like moving
2: quickly, right? Like you move quickly.
0: There's no way yeah. like you're like... Ugh. Bad description. Slid. I slid back in. You pained your way back to the... Yeah. So then next ball, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a bit flustered. I'm like, I've just got to stay in my crease. <laughs> Straight on the pad. LBW gone. <laughs> now, I've played. I've played... I played nine one-day games in Bangladesh, and we won one. We won one game. What were your
2: scores? Finn, write
0: these down. What were your scores? Oh, no. I don't know if we want to go to that. I I got 150, I think. I think I got 150 um, as Daniel McCarty goes into the quick info (laughs) database. But I think what you should do is you should compare them to the stats of other players when we went to Bangladesh because the fact that... Fa- i like the, to build a narrative here, Grant. The fact that we won one out of nine um, shows you that it wasn't just me that was struggling. There were a lot of players that were struggling in Bangladesh. So the conditions are challenging. The, um, the fans are challenging because they're so aggressive. They're so aggressive towards the Kiwis. They start uh, chanting Kiwi wash every time we, we, you know, we were <laughs> losing 3-0. Actually,
2: you did it right. Did I? Yeah, you got a second ball duck LBW as you just described. Yeah. Um, then I got, you've got a two. two you got two. Then you got twenty two off forty two. Then fifty nine off one hundred and five. And then seventy one off seventy seven.
0: Uh, I can't even remember that seventy. Well played though.
2: Oh, then you got a really exhilarating fourteen off thirty two. I think what you want to see. It would have been fun
0: to watch. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, as you can see, even with my skill, they're challenging <laughs> conditions. Very I
2: challenging conditions. Speaking of which, White Ferns, challenging conditions. South Africa, we know South is a good side, hard to beat at the best of times. We saw how you know, how close it was between these two teams, the Women's World Cup, and our conditions. Uh, the first game is, it's tomorrow, isn't it? I had I had it up. Yeah, Crick
0: Info actually isn't advertising it at the moment, but... Um, From my knowledge, uh, it is starting very soon. I know that they they went over almost four or five days ago. Um, And I think it's just a great opportunity for for the White Ferns team to to get their combinations right. I think it's been a team that's been struggling for a number of years to get combinations. We always see someone like Sophie Devine, the big players, either go down the order or up the order. I think that they need to be settled. They've they've had this coach, Ben Sawyer, now for a number of years, and... And I know that he's he's more of a uh, franchise coach. He sort of comes in and out of the squad. But I think what we need from the squad is settled players. We need settled players, settled role, roles, and more consistency. And South Africa are always a good team to yep. play. The more cricket they're getting, the better they will become. And Sunday, um, ten a.m. local time. Yeah. So yeah, great, great little. Uh, and that's local time, ten a.m. Yeah, I assume so. I've yep. never
2: heard of Wu's Park. Sinew's Park, where is that?
0: I'm just looking for... Where does it say that? The the big highlighted oh, thing. Sandvest on the screen Park. Yeah. The I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Sandvest Park. I mean, I... I oh, I my just, Lord, how do you say that? The second games. Peter Maritzburg Oval. Yeah, which is? Uh, yeah. That's in yeah, Natal. In Natal. So that's Thursday. So
2: yeah, Sunday, Thursday, Thursday, then Sunday. Yep. Three one-day internationals. Then they get into the T27. Durban Which again. I
0: think five, isn't it? it? Three in Buffalo Park. Um, and then Mill Park. 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 You can't <laughs> yeah. help but say, there you go. You know, it comes out of me every now and then. Um, but Daniel, I've got to tell you a funny story. We've got, got about f- a minute. Can okay. You get it funny in a minute? story in Bangladesh. Daniel uh, Daniel Vittori said, listen guys, I need you to listen. You have to listen. Team talk. On the field, whenever I've been watching you guys, no one's looking at me as captain and, I need, and we're 3-0 down. So it was an aggressive speech. It was kind right. of like, Keep your eyes on me. When he gets I'm, angry, it's real. Yeah, well. I'm down at third man. Anyway, first ball gets hit for four. The music starts blaring. I turn around. I look at the crowd. They're kiwi, pulling... A, kiwi wash. Yeah, kiwi, kiwi wash, but they're pulling aggressive big birds at me. <laughs> right, right. And signs that they want to slit my throat. So I think... Oh, a they're, they're doing that. Yeah. Excellent. So I think, oh, I'm going to be nice to the Bangladesh crowd, and I'm going to start dancing to the tunes. So... There I am with my back turned to the captain. Giving them what they want. And I'm going like this, up and down. And I'm one finger in the air, left, right, left, right, doing a jig. Anyway, the crowd's sort of loving it. I can see, okay, while they're warming to me, they're not going to abuse me for the the, the rest of the game, all 50 overs. But while I'm doing that, I hear people screaming. And the screaming is coming from Brendan McCullum and Daniel Vittori. (laughs) They've moved me from the boundary all the way up to the inner ring on the first ball of the game. I was like, "What are the chances?" (laughs) They hadn't, though. I was so embarrassed. You weren't paying any attention. I wasn't paying any attention. So this story still gets told about my um, lack of concentration and goldfish. We love you, goldfish. Yeah. Grant the goldfish Elliot, as we uh, call
2: him behind the scenes. Uh, Lovely stuff. Um, Good luck to the white ferns. Good luck to the black caps. uh, And of course, SCNZ uh, will be right across all the cricket in what is a massive few months, of course, um, with cricket coming home to SENZ domestically. Uh, all Black Caps and White Ferns games will be heard live on this station. Uh, that will swing in both ways, our cricketing segment with Rasine. Time to paint, get a quality finish with Rosine Paints, decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. The big boss man's going to join us shortly, Grant. The boss. Yeah, Isaac Boss from an Irish International Halfback. And of course, a uh, good friend of SCNZ will talk the big game this weekend at Rugby World Cup 2023 after this break. Stay with us.
1: je je
4: viens entre uh, tes
0: orrains je fais et je me réveille entre
1: tes orrains et je tiens
2: ah we not on air We are now. Oh, we're on air now. Grant and I have just been talking for like two minutes as if we're on air, but we weren't on air.
0: Only because you're so happy that finally Huckleberry's played your French song, Je t'aime, and now you can tell everyone, yes, I was in France, I've got a tan, it's not as warm as it is in my European getaway. This is is the first time you've got one up on me, where I normally come back from somewhere semi-exotic. You've enjoyed it, haven't you?
2: I'm very much enjoying the song. can't believe you didn't know it. Yeah. We, we, we've we got major technical issues, Grant. Um, the phone box, which controls our phone system, um, has completely carked itself. So Isaac Boss was ready to go. Uh, we, we can't get him to air. So our humble apologies to those who were really keen to hear Isaac. Um, I was really keen to chat to him. Uh, we, we might try them on, on a different system. So, so hold tight. Uh, so, so our, our apologies. Uh, we we're gonna, we were gonna talk about uh, the Rugby World Cup. So, I guess you can grill me again,
0: Grant. Well, okay. the first thing I want to say is we got a text saying, guys, the box bringing on the bomb squad does have risk. The bomb squad players are not as good as the starting forwards in a close game. This could backfire on South Africa.
2: How many teams have better players on the bench than their starting lineup, though? I, I, I mean, think as, I will
0: take the contrarian
2: view on this
0: for the yeah, sake of conversation. But I think as All Blacks, uh, we always used to... It was the power of the bench, wasn't it? It's not really the case now. That was one of the best sides ever to play the game, though. True. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's a good point. But I think it's how you actually rotate those players at the moment in the, the preliminary rounds as well, because you want fully fit players. So, um, yeah, anyway, back to France. Where were we? Daniel, we were talking about um, the first game. You spoke about the opening game. Now, what I want to know is what happened after the opening game. So, we spoke to you on the show. Yes. Um, and then the following weekend, we didn't speak to you, and you were very disappointed about it. I, I would say disappointed. I was passive aggressive? No, I was, I was just outright aggressive.
2: <laughs> Mainly in the true spirit of the show. It was just, you know, firing shots for the sake of it. To be honest... I did not mind, in my heart and hearts, not, not mind uh, chatting because I'd sort of you know run out of words after two days of talking non-stop. Um, but, but as far as after Paris, it took about two hours to get back to the hotel. It took about an
0: hour and a half to get an Uber out of uh, start to France. Did you have um, anything in the car to keep you company? Well, Logan. I had Logan. <laughs> did they give the you a co- bottle of red on the way no,
2: there? Did, or? No, Logan didn't give me a bottle of red. Right, you know? <laughs> uh, so put black marks against his name. Um, and we can end this conversation, thankfully, because uh, producer Huckleberry's done an amazing job and brought up on a whole different system, has brought up Isaac Boss. Come in, Isaac. Are you there, mate?
1: Hello, Isaac. I'm, I'm here. Eventually, finally here, mate. How are you?
2: Mate! Good to oh, hear God. your voice, mate. How are you doing? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, good, good, mate. I'm uh, enjoying uh, watching uh, the footy and stuff, so uh, no, nah, I've been really well. What, what are your
2: uh, your main observations of the first few weeks of this competition?
1: yeah i, th- I think uh, it's building quite nicely some of the teams are starting to to show if they're real contenders or not um and uh yeah a few teams built into it some haven't really taken their chances uh so far but um yeah maybe the rest have got a little bit too much uh too much at play and maybe affecting the results a little bit too much at this stage i, I think but um we, we always knew that was going to be a probably a bit of an issue yeah, true.
0: Hey, Isaac, uh, Grant Eliche, great having you on the show. Um, well, hey, one of the fascinating stats I heard was, I think Izzy Dag said, um, during, I think it was the France All Blacks game, only 28 minutes was ball, it, ball, ball, ball in play. It was 62 minutes of sort of downtime. Well, is, how can we change that? Because uh, the fans are not going to really feel like they're getting the, the good end of the stick there, are they? No, no,
1: and some some matches haven't been like that. I think, and tomorrow uh, morning particularly with the Irish uh, South African one, I think South Africa will probably try and probably not have the ball and play as much and be more set piece. But I think that's tactical. You know, a lot of teams are probably trying to get the ball and play uh, not as much if they're playing depending on who they're playing against and, and when they're playing against the All Blacks they probably don't want the ball to play quite as much as, as what um, as what they would against other teams so it's uh, that, that's a little bit tactical I think and a lot of teams are going that way to, to be more controlled around set piece which is unfortunate but if that's going to win them a World Cup I, I can see that's why teams will play it It's more tactical Grant in rugby unlike your sport where you guys are just lazy and don't want
2: to
0: bowl 90 overs in a day
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 the old slow over, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what this is. What we have to deal with, Isaac. So yeah, feel free to put the boot in on me as well. It's a common theme on this show. Yeah,
2: fight fire with fire. It's, it's, I've, I've been trying to teach him. I've been trying to teach him in the way, uh, the truth and the light. He's a little bit. He's a little bit slow on it. Back to France, though. Um, a, you know, a position you know very very well. Dupont and his uh, injury. We still don't know how long he could be out for, but it does seem like there's a, a huge chance he's missing from a quarter-final, and we know the nature of this draw. You could argue the quarter-finals are the most important games uh, at this tournament. Um, you know, your observations about him as a player, what stands out, and, and what France will miss with him?
1: Yeah, look, I, uh, I firstly, just so unfortunate, you know, and um, the whole incident of how it happened, I, I know it probably looked a little bit innocuous, and we complain about, um you know some of those head rulings but that's probably justifies exactly why you know they, they take stances they do because um the, the player maybe couldn't have done a lot but when he's come off holding his face like that sort of you know we've had a broken jaw or cheekbone before and you know instantly that he's probably not going to be around for the next few matches and i'd say he'd be struggled to to, to maybe make it even to a semi but that you're right those are that's basically the World Cup finals for a couple of these teams, um, and they're coming quite early in the competition. So, for France, having Intermac out and him out, that's your top nine and ten uh, if he's if he's not available. And I, yeah, look, they got a, they got a lot of depth, but I just think uh, it'll be tough for them to go as deep in the competition uh, as as I probably thought they would earlier in uh, uh, the year if they don't have those two players, especially Dupont. He's just a he's brilliant. He's the backbone of that team. Isaac, how much
0: planning goes in behind the scenes to, like, mitigate the risk of injury? Because obviously rugby, there's going to be injuries in a world tournament. Um, you know, we were just chatting about the Cricket World Cup, and you choose a squad where you can have these players that are quite fluid in positions that where if there is a, a injury concern, those players know exactly. They're sitting at home and they're going, I know if so-and-so gets injured, I'm in the squad. Uh, Is there a lot of planning that goes on almost 18 months, two years prior to these World Tournaments?
1: Yeah, look, there is. And I think you remember Ireland played um, France in the Six Nations and they actually had DuPont covering 10 as well at that stage. And he played, uh, then um, ended up Playing most of the game, I think has got injured, and he played most of the game at ten. So they do, they do try different things, and they cover different positions. There's a lot of planning that goes around it, and uh, by nature, being scrum half, and uh, that's a specialist position, so you're always carrying generally three in a squad. So they do have, you know, they've got alternative plans, uh, and they've probably got a number of alternative plans. But it's just you know it's never as good as plan a, which is the uh, the hard, but you know the backup plans and the ones you you hope you don't have to to exercise, but uh, yeah they, that happens across the ball, especially around your 9s, your tens and your hookers. Um, and you know and locks, those are probably your key positions. you really need a few uh, few options in.
2: Yeah, I was listening interesting listening to the translation of Fabian Galtier, the head coach of France's press conference. we talked about, uh, and this gets to your point, Grant. Their preconceived idea was to take players off at one, three, and five at halftime. Then they wanted to play another ten minutes, and then make another whole, you know, group of changes. And likely Dupont was going to come off at that stage. And now you have these revisionist keyboard warriors saying he shouldn't have been playing at all. It's like, what? Why not? You know, you can get injured at any stage, Isaac. Yeah. And the guy wouldn't have played for a month. You've still got to play these games. You can't keep him on. You know, uh, cotton wool through to a quarter final, right? It's uh, nonsense. Some of the perspectives of that. You know, players need to play, don't they,
1: Isaac? Yeah, one hundred percent. And when you're playing, and you know this, Grant. You know, like sometimes the two week gap is different. You know, in, in rugby, you, you're sort of conditioned to try and play every week, uh, and that's your that's your cycle. You you review your game, you start your week. You know, maybe a lot bit lighter, a bit heavier, depending on how the body's feeling, and then you build up to to the week's game. And now and then, after you've had a, a a lot of matches you need that extra week but no player wants to miss out it's the momentum it's um you know being able to work on those little things that give you confidence in the big moments and there's a lot of stuff they would have been trying to work on against uh namibia um and those you know the those key patches there's key decision makings and there's key little comb- combinations with with your forwards and your back so you've got to keep playing and, and that's a the glory of sport. There's always going to be an injury. There's always going to be, uh, um, you know, performance factors. Uh, doesn't matter how good the opposition are, if they're good or bad. There's always going to be those variables and that's just the nature of sport.
2: Well, let's get to the big game tomorrow. South Africa up against your side. Uh, Ireland, of course, uh, you represented Ireland at a World Cup uh, on these friendly shores. How are you feeling about that game tomorrow? A heavy. It's just a heavyweight clash. It's going to be a beaut,
1: isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I've just... Um, I don't know, I just I really think uh, Ireland's going to put at least 10 points on them and maybe run a few rings around South Africa. So uh, I don't like their uh, selection policy and I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's right for, for Ireland as well. Ireland can play at speed and they've got um, a very physical uh, forward pack that um, will play at speed and probably this this is a game I think Ireland will play as much We what we talked about earlier with ball and play and they'll just speed the game up. And I think it'll be quite quite interesting to see uh, how South Africa cope with that. Hey,
0: um, Isaac, one of the things I wanted to ask you was about Ireland uh, and their their pathway to rugby. Apparently, it is so professional in terms of like the the schooling system and then the academies, but then also how the uh, associations align with the the international way of playing the game. Everything just seems to be uh, so aligned to uh, international sort of standards. It's joined up
1: approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that the case? Yeah, look, they've got a very good uh, system, and what I would say is, um, it's uh, it's probably a very educated rugby population as well. They're coming through, uh, knowing structures, but knowing numerous structures and how to play. But also now, that probably was the downfall. They were too structured in the in the um uh in the earlier stages of when this was developing but now they can all do it at pace and they can do it with options and their school levels increased as well so um they've got a very very good school system and schools rugby's big and Dublin in particular is um, just producing players that not only feed Leinster but they end up feeding all the different other provinces so they might not get uh contracts in their home uh, province but they are willing to, to travel and they just uh they re- really see it as a career path so um yeah I the, the 20s, uh won the campaign quite easily this year in the Six Nations as well. Uh, Their club competitions are, are very well-structured and well-tiered across the national uh, uh, tournament of about four or five different uh, divisions. Uh, and there's promotion relegation between each division. So uh, they've got a very good, good structure right, right across the domestic game as well, which leads into uh, a very quality uh, international team.
2: Uh, Isaac, last one, mate. Um, and I just want to talk about one guy, again, you played with and you know well and you know how important he is to Ireland, Johnny Sexton, in the number 10 jumper. You know he's going to have a lot of heat on him. Finn Russell I needs to tell you that um, the Scottish fly half, he got so much pressure thrown at him by uh, by the South Africans. They're going to do it again. How does he sort of get around that, Um, you know, other than refereeing the game as he's so very good at doing and telling the referee they're offside?
1: Uh, yeah look uh johnny is key to uh to the irish hopes i think uh, uh the, the deeper they go in the tournament um and he's been playing quite well but this, this is a big test so remember he's only had two um, probably really hits uh coming back into to uh international rugby since six nations so this will be a big step up yeah. from um and i just it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see like you say how long they actually keep him on for if we, we talk about tactics and that the whole way through because he's probably not con- conditioned at the moment to play yep. in South Africa for 80. But they, uh, at the same time, they still got Scotland next week, which is a tough match. So they want to get a victory, they need a victory. So the, how they use them will be tactical. Um, yeah, and and Johnny's pretty physical himself, so I'm sure he won't shy yeah, away from is. it. But, um, yeah, hey, uh, sure drink, we're, gonna,
2: we're, we're gonna leave it at that, mate. My timing's dreadful. No, you should well, know that you've co hosted with me, mate. I, I can't tell the time. Uh, great to hear your voice, mate. Enjoy the weekend's games. Heck of a weekend to hear. Thanks so much for joining us. Isaac Boss, Irish International, of course. Uh, you've heard him on SNZ plenty over the last uh, few months. Nearly nine minutes away from 12 o'clock. We will be back very shortly. All right, it is five minutes away from 12 o'clock. Uh, big thanks to Isaac Boss. Uh, for joining us this hour, we've got plenty more to come in the final hour of the show. We'll catch up with Clayton and crew, find out what's happening after one o'clock. We're going to cross the ditch, mate. We're going to get oil. We're going to Brizzy, head to Brizzy and uh, catch up with uh, one of Sam or Kempy or both. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But we'll talk to talk to at least half our outstanding Rugby League commentary crew here on STNZ. All eyes now on Up the Wars, mate. Up the Wars against the Bronx. The wires. How
0: are you feeling about it? Are
1: you tipping? Or uh, well, should
2: we excited. save that for the sporting punts you should probably run a mile from
0: yes yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have a couple of punts likely to be Everton
2: oh no not not another multi <laughs> coming our
0: way well it's Premier League football
2: how did his multis go when I was away Finn pretty poor so good bam <laughs> so nothing changed uh, headlines after this break though at midday Oh yeah, the unmistakable sound of the Warrior by Scandal.
0: So many great songs. I had the one Warrior by Big Sean. Nice. It just started I never Oh nice. Finn said he'll play it. Yeah, nice. I think it just goes Warrior, Warrior, Warrior. That's that it? it yeah. Oh there we go. Yeah. I don't know my music. Yeah. You know it? <laughs> you don't know do it, do you? This a long test yeah, that has come what, through. Yeah, and not, why did you get so angry at the break? I'm tired. You're very tired. You even had I it started had, having a go at William Ellis. Oh, I had it to
2: go at Pete off oh, here. Pete, I'm don't worry, I'm coming at you soon. I've got to get to the got to get to the uh, the headlines at the top of the hour. The Panthers are through to another grand final four in a row. Incredible feat. Penrith Panthers heading back to the big dance after a hugely dominant win over the Storm last night. Thirty-eight for the loss of four Grant. Thirty-eight points to four. Uh, brilliant display by the Panthers. Congratulations to them. Of course, they will meet the winner of tonight's semi-final. Australia. Can we just call them semi-finals? Preliminary. It's just too hard to say. I had my when, dad with, quizzing when me we're last tired weekend. Tired and grumpy like I am. So, so my, why preliminary? preliminary.
0: My dad was quizzing me it's a last semifinal. weekend, and I had no idea what you know was why? going on. No, why? Because they want to be mini America.
2: Oh, yeah. Conference finals. Next, they'll be calling it the World Series, won't they? That
0: would be NRL's good. the World Series. I like
2: it. No. <laughs> go down that path. Uh, Argentina have beaten Manu Samoa at Rugby World Cup 2023 in this morning's game. In a tight affair. Uh, Argentina needed that win. Get their uh, campaign back on track, winning the game 19 points to 10. Close match. Uh, sides uh, scoring one try apiece. Similiano fairly. Um, was man of the match, scoring 16 of Argentina's 19 points with a great goal-kicking performance as well as scoring a try. Sama Malolo did score for Manu Samoa with 75 minutes on the clock. That brought it back to 16-10, Grant gave them a sniff of stealing it at the death. But buffelli's penalty right on the strike of full time uh, denied uh, Samoa the win and actually denied them a bonus point for finishing within seven points. And India have taken a 1-0 series lead against Australia in the one-day um, cricket series, winning by five wickets, chasing down Australia's target of 277. Yep, Australia made 276 in the air, 50 overs. Uh, they got home India with five wickets in hand and eight balls to spare. Man of the match was Mohamed Chami. Brilliant performance with the ball, picking up 5 for 51 There you have it. That is the very latest in sports headlines. Uh, to, what, three and a half minutes after 12 o'clock. Just a reminder, PGG Rights and Turf giveaway. Does your Field of Dreams need an upgrade? Win a complete sports field renovation, PGG Rights and Turf. Head to the win page on the SENZ website or app to enter. Awesome giveaway, Field of Dreams. Thanks to the awesome crew at PGG Rights and Turf. Uh, So head to the win page on the website or app to enter. All right, couple of text messages. Charlie firing shots, and we encourage them. Take your socks and shoes off, Grant, and you'll find that 28 plus 62 adds up to 90 minutes. Rugby game lasts
0: for 80. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm with you taking the break. Drinks break. It's 10 minutes, isn't it? Or the added time at the end? It could go to 90? I was talking about the fans. I wasn't talking what? about the actual game. Are you claiming half time is now... Well, I guess, time. I, guess uh, I mean, I do, I know my maths, 62 <laughs> plus 28. But I'm going on, I'm pretty sure Izzy said that. So whatever Izzy No, you were right, 28
2: show. minutes of yeah, ball in ball play. play. Um, I think during one of the uh, Blederslow Cups against the Wallabies, it was 44 minutes. But there's two sides who want to use the ball. Mm. Sorry, you're going to have to adapt. It, so teams are going to slow the play down when it suits them, right? And it's easier, unfortunately, to slow the play down than to speed the game up. And, and that's the problem.
0: As Isaac Boss said earlier, he said this game though, Ireland versus South Africa, it'll be interesting. South Africa will want to keep the ball out of play, and Ireland will want to keep it in play.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. But uh, nice shots fired, Grant. Uh, yeah, thank appreciate you. it. Um, Anthony writes, uh, "Hi guys, we like lineouts, mauls, rucks, scrums. Uh, is that included in the play? Because it should be. They are part of rugby." Thank you very much, uh, Anthony. And here we get to Pete's message, who writes. Totally disagree with stacking the bench. The reserve numbers were increased to allow specialised players to come on at their respective positions. WWE, William Webb Ellis picked up the ball and ran with it so we don't have to watch soccer players roll around on the ground and assault referees. Uh, yawn, Pete. Um, the game was supposed to be about scoring tries. They may be playing the rules but it's against what rugby should be about and doesn't make it safe. Now, Pete, I, I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying as far as the spectacle. Um, do I think rugby would be better if we limited the, the benches? Yep. I actually do. What, so no bench or just...? No, I, I would limit, limit the amount of players you can bring on a field. I would want players to actually play for um, longer than 45, 50 minutes, Grant, because uh, I think you naturally would get a smaller athlete. Con, um, collisions might get um, a little bit... Less, and you get tired defences, and it would make it a, a more entertaining spectacle. But Pete, my point earlier was, it, it's not South Africa's role to, to be the morality police of world rugby. That's world rugby's job, right? To actually uh, formulate a set of rules that maybe doesn't mm. allow for this. Now, as for a as needless shot at football, um, yeah, don't know why. And William Webb Ellis didn't even pick up the ball and run with it. Like yeah, that's,
0: seriously, that's where you said at the he break. Didn't.
2: Why are you having a pop at William?
0: Because it's a myth,
2: cut. and I don't understand why we have the William Webb Ellis Cup when Bill didn't pick up the ball and run with it. It's a myth. I'm gonna. Like I, the first time William Webb Ellis was mentioned in, in in any form of writing was about 50 years after the said event of when he took a mark in a football game, and rather than going back the 10 yards to assess his options, as as generally was the case back in what
0: the 1820s, I think it was. He didn't. He
2: didn't do it, mate. He didn't invent the
0: game. Well, I'm asking Bard. I'm asking artificial intelligence. (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Did William Ellis run with the ball to create the beautiful game rugby? According to legend, William Webillus picked up the ball and ran with it during a school football match in 1823, thus creating the rugby style of play. However, there is no contemporary evidence to support this story. And it was not mentioned until after Ellis' death in 1872. Oh, my
2: God. It was almost like I knew what I was talking about,
0: Grant. So that was almost 50 years later than that that was mentioned.
2: Can we roll the tape back, um, Finn, to about two minutes ago? (laughs) I said it was about
0: 50 years after said event. You you are. Actually, I don't even have to ask Bard anymore. I'm just going to ask you from now on in. But, yeah, don't have a puppet, William Ellis. I know that you're jet-lagged. I saw Bill. What did you call it, jet-lagged? I saw Bill. Jet blagged, yeah. I
2: saw build the trophy. Yeah, oh, I was about it? a foot away from it.
0: Are you allowed to touch it? No, you,
2: you had to put the white creepy gloves on. Yeah. Um, and it was there. It was the, you know, coming out of the case to arrive at uh, Parc de France the day before the opening game. Impressive trophy? Yeah, so Is shiny. It? Like, oh, it's like that, yeah. that scene in Pulp Fiction when they opened up the, the laptop. Not the laptop. <laughs> the briefcase. <laughs> and then, you know, the bright... Yeah. Right, gold light comes
0: out across their face. How gold is it though? Gold, very gold, like the yellow gold, yeah. West Indian uh, bowling gu- chain around the neck. Yeah, gold.
2: yeah, more yeah. more that gold than um, Jeff Wilson Goldie. Yes, this is a bit more you know, hasty. Yeah, but, yeah, but more beige. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's very very bright gold, and I pulled out my phone, take a photo of it, took a photo of it, yeah. show you it, and within about three seconds, the police officer like almost jumped on me and said, "No social media." Oh. I was like, mate, I'm not, I'm not putting that on social media. I'm just taking it for for my own personal collection.
0: See, don't worry, no one follows me either. I need to so teach you to take selfies. You need to take a selfie with your face and the the trophy. Okay. Because I could just get an image of William of Cup and go, well, there it is, you know. But the fact that you were there, yeah, and it's real. It would be, yeah. yeah. And,
2: you know, the fact that they put it on the ground, just like your French on co- tour on concrete with nothing underneath built. Whilst putting on white gloves, I found quite odd. Yeah. it's like, hmm. So you're worried about touching it, but yet you've just put it on quite an abrasive surface.
0: <laughs> but like someone said, they said you were sent sent home from tour, weren't you, for being naughty? And yeah, you, I was. I was you, claimed, to in France. you claimed visas. But, um, you know, you don't have many photos, France, that you've showed me. So you didn't even document it. Even have even
2: asked, Grant. That's why. <laughs>
0: Would, well, you like, would you like to see some photos? I would like to see some photos. I'm very interested with this trip because you were so quiet during the week. I only really got to spoke speak to you during game day. Very. Uh, Should we do
2: that in an ad break rather than me to show you photos? That uh, 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 this is a radio show. This is a radio show after all. Um, and coming up after the break, we got Sam Sam Hewitts joining us out of Brisbane. Oh good. Mate. This Hang is up. what
0: you've been you've been fizzing for this. That's why tonight. you came home. You came home to support the WAS. Up the WAS. Afterwards.
2: Afterwards. We, hung, we hung it in the Louvre Mate, it's there for everyone to see on the Mona Lisa you can Go check out our social media accounts It's de- definitely not edited There's definitely no photoshopping going on in that video <laughs> But Sam Hewitt's going to join us after this break It's nearly 11 minutes after 12
7: Cheers, I know This could be our year
5: Haptawaz
7: When my solo runs it back to who's leading from the front We're moving up the table Like a hot dog
2: it the is quarter past is twelve, fine. fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. massive day, massive weekend toys. of sports. highlight of course, the main event coming to you later tonight, and of course SCNZ as we have week in, week out, we are your home of all things Warriors, come out to play. Let's cross the ditch and catch up with uh, Sam Hewitt, who is leading the charge on behalf of SCNZ. He and Uncle Kempy, Tony Kemp, will have the call for us later this evening. The behind enemy lines. Come in, Mr. Hewitt. How you doing?
4: day, Sam. Daniel, uh, boys, I'm doing fantastically well. Behind enemy lines, and I've lost Kempy. so I've no idea where he's gone. Uh, he, might have, he may have been taken prisoner somewhere. Uh, but it is a massive buzz and Brizzy. Look, like Warriors jerseys, wherever we're walking, we're sort of in the main cafe precinct at the moment, about to get some brunch. And uh, yeah, lots and lots of Warriors jerseys and very few Broncos jerseys, which is a good sign.
0: So, percentage of Warriors jerseys to Broncos at this stage, is it an 80 20 split then, Sam? How, how are we looking?
4: Well, I definitely have. Um, my parochial glasses on, Grant, so I'm going to say 99-1, but that's probably because I'm not looking for the Broncos jerseys. There have been some about, <laughs> um, but, 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 but the Warriors jerseys are definitely in the majority for us, for sure.
2: In fairness, Sam, you have one eye. It's hard to, f- it's hard to <laughs> see the others, right? But as far as that plane journey over, did you sense it was like not just your bog standard trip to the other side of the ditch, that there, what, there, there was a, a league vibe in it, you know, a sporting
4: vibe in the Tin Bird? Mm. No, it, it's it, it does. It feels like Christmas Day. It feels like you know the 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 excitement has been building for not even you know the the week leading up to this or the day before, but you know essentially ten years, right, or thirteen years since we were last in a grand final. So. Definitely, you know, waiting in the lines at Auckland Airport, they were very, very long, they're very understaffed, not a big at the Auckland Airport there, but, uh, the lines were very long, but the, but the excitement, the fans are all talking to one another, everyone's, you know, exchanging where they're staying and what they're gonna get up to, and, you know, it, it's, it feels like that real Kiwi, coming together, community, we're all here sort of for one cause and we've all descended on Brisbane. Uh, not to mention all the people that actually live in Brisbane, Daniel, because half the city are Kiwi anyway. So uh, it's, um, yeah, it, it feels different for sure than any other game we've had.
0: Last time I was there, Sam, um, I just got out last ball of uh, day four, leaving one, <laughs> leaving a straight one. Um no, it was Stuart Clark. Oh, left one, I no, just nip off the crack. Yeah,
4: there's actually a statue of Edmear Grant. And I'll just let, let, let you know.
0: <laughs> there wouldn't be, trust me, uh, not my test career. But um, it, the the it cool turned out to be a good night for you, Grant. Turned out to be a great night because I ended up going to the Rugby World Cup, uh, the league final. New Zealand versus Australia, and when
2: we beat them, mm. and I tell you
0: what, yeah, it was the first ever league game I went to. I tell you what, the split between Australian supporters and Kiwi supporters was probably ninety to ten in terms of favour of Australia that day. So, uh, hopefully, there'll be more uh, Kiwi supporters out there today. But what, what what's your process before a game like today to get you into the zone? Because I know it's so different as a player, and then. When you go and uh, into the commentary box, do you like to get yourself fizzed up, or do you like to just calm down?
4: Well, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that uh, I'm my fizz levels are at 100% almost every second of the day. So for me, um, I I plan to just fully immerse myself. But we're going to go down to Caxton before we get to SunCorp. We're going to bump into all the Warriors fans, going to have a good chat to them, uh, do a couple of videos. Then yeah, get to SunCorp. We're doing a cross. Uh, actually doing an hour build up uh, with our Aussie mates at ECN. They're oh, literally awesome. the only thing separate the only thing separating us and them is a glass wall and I'm not even sure that's enough. So uh we're going to do an hour build up with them. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I want to I, I mean I don't know um what it's like for you Daniel but in moments like this I want to I want to feel the energy rather than trying to, you know, take a step back and and stay calm. I want to get immersed in it because I think come kick off that's what's going to that's what everyone's going to be feeling both in the ground and, you know, through the radio speakers or listening on the SCNZ that. So if we can capture that, um, I think we, we're doing our job well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much excited. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to keep the breakfast down uh, and then come uh, come <laughs> 6 p.m. Aussie time when we're on air. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to need a Red Bull, I'll say that much.
2: <laughs> now, you're so right. In the, in the realm of radio, we, uh, you, you need to gather as much of all your senses, Grant, to, to be able to, to reflect that in, in a commentary. Uh, and these guys do it really, really well, and they'll do it again tonight. I, I'm staggered, though. They have not put you in the same room, uh, in the same
4: studio as the SCN boys. Are,
2: are, are, they, are they worried at, of it coming to blows, Sam, or something?
4: Well, I, I don't know the Brisbane uh, layout too well, but um, I've been told that the uh, the breathing room between bodies is minimal at best so trying to fit six people or five people into one room is probably the major problem but then yeah, you're probably right uh we've got scotty chattler and we got Kempi, two very big bodied individuals regardless but obviously sat is the big queensland uh rugby league man and and um, Kempi's a rabid kiwi so yeah i i i think they'll put the play-by-play commentators in between the former players to make sure nothing happens
2: <laughs> yeah uh, earlier today on the show, I, I articulated my fandom in, in rugby league starts with the Broncos in the in the early 90s, you know, predates the Warriors, and my father always told me, stick with your team that you support. So I have, so I'm a Broncos fan first. But Sam, I made the point, and you can articulate this better than I, because you've been at the heart of it. I, wa- I don't want my team to win tonight, I just want the Warriors to win simply for one single reason, it's their fans. And, and not just this year, not just these last few weeks, but how loyal they've been, uh, and and they deserve it, don't they? They deserve it. I really do genuinely
4: hope that. Yeah, well, we outside of Suncorp, um, where we've just come from, there were a bunch of TV crews there. Kempi got pulled aside by Channel 9 and appeared on the Today Show, and they, they were talking about how amazing it has been from an Australian perspective to, to engage with the Warriors fans, uh, not just across the season, but in Penrith two weeks ago, and then a few of them flew over to Auckland. And and both me and Kempy said, you know, for, for the fans, i mean it probably is up there with, with one of the great the all-time great warrior seasons yes we've made two grand finals but simply because what you've just talked about what they've had to go through over the last 12 years the last time we made a grand final but but the covid years as well where the team wasn't in new zealand rugby league was essentially dead i mean it, particularly around the regions where there was nothing there was no sort of structure to any sort of rugby league and there was nothing to prop that up in terms of the warriors or the kiwis to have it all come back and to have it flip around so quickly, you know, and you look yeah. at some of the players that we talk about on a, on a weekly basis, you know, Anan Fanua, Blake, uh, um, uh, Maratini Akore, Charles Michael Cookstar, Sean Johnson, these are guys, people are sort of quick to forget that a year ago, we weren't talking about these people. We like, Maratini Akore was on the out from the eels, the Jackson Fords couldn't get a look in at the Dragons, Charles Michael Cookstar wasn't playing first grade, Sean Johnson was being asked to retire. To have that turnaround in the space of one season and go from 15th to a preliminary final i it has just captured the nation i think it's in in a time as well where you know we we've talked about sport being so desperate for, for attention and audience and, and, and youngsters as well. Kempi talks about the, the changing face of the Warriors fan. You know, he, he said when he used to go to the, the games 23 years ago as a, as a coach, you know, it was, it was older folk. you know. It was uh, yes. people that are sort of over 50, over 60. Now it's the young crowd, you know. It's, and the Upper Lars channel, I think, is almost a symbol of that. It's, it's viral, if you will, you know. And that comes from this sort of young, passionate fan base. And, I mean, people are saying, you know, this is the this is bandwagon, fans, they'll disappear if the Warriors start losing. I don't know, it feels a little bit different to that. It feels like what they've created culturally with their fans, and this is a credit to, to Cam George and the club, what they've created is a, is a lasting sort of legacy. So I think win or lose tonight, I said this to the, to, the, to the crews out the front, I said win or lose tonight, I think the Warriors fans are stoked with 2023. Even if we get pumped, I think they'll walk away very, yeah, very happy, yeah. loving the team, and it won't matter.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I hope there is a flow-on effect in, into next seasons because, you know, I, I'm cynical with sport. It's a results-driven business. They're off to a stinking mm. next year. Uh, people jump off the bandwagon. It's just the nature of sport. But I hope this energy can uh, be kept going for, for multiple seasons. I'm going to get to the game now. Um, and unfortunately, I might have to let the air out of the tyres here. The Broncos are quite warm favourites, aren't they, Sam? Well, they are at the tote. Tell, tell me I'm yep. wrong.
4: No, no, they are. And, uh, and rightfully so, too. I- all season long, I've been waiting for, the, for that Broncos, sort of the wheels of that cart to fall off. Hasn't happened, not like it did last year with six games to go. Uh, they've just gotten yes. better and better. A- across the park, you know, almost flawless. I-, I sort of try and pick a couple of weaknesses, and there are maybe one or two positions that the Warriors can exploit. But the matchups, to me, uh, are as good as they'll get in the NRL. Add in Blake going up against Payne Haas, the two best props in the yes. NRL. Toru Harris going up against Paddy Kerrigan, the two best locks in the NRL. Sean Johnson against Adam Reynolds, the two best kickers in the NRL. And then Chan's up against Reese Walsh. The, the individual matchups, I think, are driving uh, the excitement as well. But um, I, I think it comes down to one thing, if, if, and, and it's going to be one of those sporting cliches. If the Warriors just can't s- stick with them, if it's close after 70 minutes, they're in with a red-hot shout. If the if the Broncos get twelve points in the first ten minutes or if they get out to a to an early lead, I think that that they're a team that just does not let go of that momentum, especially in front of a in front of a home crowd, especially with the with those young boys that that thrive on the confidence, the Reese Walshes, the Ezra Mams. So um the Warriors have to stick in it. If we can keep it close, you know, with ten or fifteen to go. I give us a red hot shout to, to do something special in that in that last sort of standard. But um, we also got to hope as well that they didn't play that final. And I know that's also a cliche, that final last weekend, because the emotion, the adrenaline, the passion that, that they had to exert against Newcastle so often in sport, don't you see that come back the next week and they've come off that high and, and they're just not at their best. So they need to keep that, probably go to another level and uh and and as Kempi said watching the Panthers game last night the Panthers were completing at 96 percent I think through about 60 minutes he said that that you you can't complete at 78 82 percent like you have been the last few weeks you've got to complete at 90 percent if you want any chance of winning this game so that's the formula for the Warriors um they do that and Sean Sean Johnson has his kicking game right they take Reese Walsh out of the game they've got a chance but you know, it is it is a brave man probably to put the house on the Warriors tonight.
0: Yes, Sam, you talk about momentum in the game. You know, if the Broncos get ahead, they'll be a hard team to stop. But I mean, you've got to also say, you know, momentum or or form going into the game. Where the Broncos they've won eight of their last nine games, and the Warriors, you know, their last that um, they've lost two of the last three. So you know, does it count for much the the, the season? Um, leading up to this, or is it just on-the-day stuff? Because I know from cricket experience, it doesn't matter. A final is a final. You need some brilliant mm. performances from senior players, and if you get that on the day, yep, you can end up with a W on the on, on your side of, of the bench.
4: Well, I think you're spot on with the experience thing, because you're right, I don't think it matters for anything, specifically from the Broncos' point of view. I mean, the Warriors, in that final game against the Dolphins field at a B-side, yep, they got found out against the Panthers. That was probably the learning curve they needed. Like, we're in finals football now. You haven't been here in five years. A lot of you guys haven't experienced this. That was the, the rude awakening. But see, for the Broncos, yes, they've had the momentum, but... You gotta remember, apart from I think Adam Reynolds and there might be one other player in that team have, have never played in this sort of finals before. Yep, they've played state of origin and that is a massive occasion, but they've never played in an elimination game in yeah. a finals before. Hmm. So that's gonna that's gonna weigh on their minds, I think, if they do get under a little bit of pressure and they do get behind. Um and, and you know, but but the Warriors as well, but they they're not a team. I I don't think they're a team really this season that have ridden momentum throughout a match. They, 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 they've been the grinding, they've been the team that stays in a match. Um, there's been a couple of times, yep, where they've blown the scoreline out. Obviously Newcastle last week and I think the Yields where they won by 50 odd points. But outside of that, they've been a team that just completes their sets, goes about their work, stays in the game if they're behind, builds the scoreboard pressure if they're ahead. Um, and which is why I don't think you're going to see the, the, the result you can rule out tonight is the Warriors smashing, and that's not going to happen. If they're going to win, it's going to be very, very close. What we don't hope is it goes the other way, which the Broncos come out and beat them by 50 points, even just as a spectacle. We don't want that. We don't want the game to be like it was last night because, you know, it feels like it's, you've got a team that doesn't deserve to be there. So I just want it to be close. Um, but those big, mm. big experienced players for the Warriors, Torhu Harris has been to a grand final. Sean Johnson's been to a grand final. I think Adam Blake might have got there with Manley. You know, plenty of guys in that team have been, Dylan Walker as well, have been in a position like this. Um, that's probably Webster's little nugget as well that he'll probably push to the team, I think, before kickoff.
2: Yeah, we don't want wipeouts like last night. Um, you know, what, 38 points to four is a wipeout, right? You know, having yeah, wipe out yeah. the Rugby World Cup. We, we want theatre. We want tension. Here's a message for you, Sammy, via text. Someone's written in. Hey, team, can you let everyone know in Brisbane, going to the was we're all meeting up at 3 p.m. at the Lord Alfred. There you go, yes. Sam. Up the WAS. It, it finishes off with <laughs> yeah. So go down there, soak it in, um, and have the time of your life, my friend. I, I'll finish off with this one. Based on what you saw last night, am I being too flippant in saying everyone's playing for second? My God, how good were the Panthers?
4: Yeah. No, that's uh, me and Kempi were having a good chat about that this morning as well. It's depressing in a way um, that you've got a team that's just that good, um, that no one really comes close to a team that maybe throughout the season people thought, oh, the wheels, you know, there was a few games, also the Tigers, there were a few close games, and people thought maybe this is it, the wheels coming off. No, Ivan Cleary probably just licked his lips at all of those comments because come (laughs) final time, Penrith do what Penrith do. So I said to Kempi, I said, look, if if the Warriors lost tonight – you could take solace in the fact that a Broncos Penrith final will be very, very exciting, very entertaining. Two of the best teams in the comp this year, attack sort of versus defence. Um, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, Penrith are. Uh, I mean, you know, if, you, if you've got a bit of extra cash at the TAB and you want to make ten cents, put it on the Penrith Panthers.
2: <laughs> Good on you, Sam. Have a great time, mate. Thanks so much for giving up so much of uh, the day. Go yeah, well, thanks, mate.
0: Thanks, Sam. Soak it up, buddy. Appreciate it, boys.
2: Go the wires. Up the wires. Up the wires, indeed. Thanks so much. Sam Hewitt, Tony Kemp will have uh, full coverage of the game. Can't wait for it. Good to see they're getting in the SCN studios in Brisbane,
0: too.
2: That will be a little bit niggle. That will be some good niggle there. I don't Excellent.
0: Think, I don't think a pane of glass will actually <laughs> separate them. It's a, <laughs> Kempi will be thumping the glass. <laughs> it's like, let me in. They need something more like I spoke to the... Uh, the chef the mission, I think it was, from the, the first Olympic Games and he was there. Um, I was in isolation with him. But we used to um, with the people well, Dave that, Curry. No, it wasn't no, Dave. no, it was prior to Dave. It must have been prior to Dave, number of years. Anyway, he was chatting to me and he said, Back in the day, the Olympic village, they used to separate the men and the women and I was like, Oh, okay, well it sort of makes sense. <laughs> with and he what? goes, No, it was exactly with what so I said, with what? And he goes, it was a massive fence, but it was at the pole vaulting world record height. <laughs> <laughs> so only Sergey Bupka could get over. <laughs> Sergey wasn't there then, but Sergei he would have Sergei had a
2: chance. He leaped over. <laughs> I'm free. Yeah. I'm the only man.
0: So what I'm saying is, is that that pane of glass is not proof tested to actually separate the, the, the two teams, the Australians and the New Zealanders. I think there will be a bit of niggle. But how good? I mean... I'm just looking at the, the Warriors' odds at $14, and I remember when uh, Ben Francis got that's, me to support them. That's to win the title. That's to win it, yeah. Win, win the whole thing. But when I remember Ben Francis uh, encouraging me to support them, they were $26.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure if we check the tape week three or four, um, Ben and I uh, jokingly said it would be the Broncos and Warriors in the grand final. Yeah. well, We I'll were have... wrong, but we weren't far off. I mean In when... fairness, I didn't believe a single word that I was saying. Uh, <laughs> time, pretty sure Ben, who knew the knew the sport and does know the sport far better than I, uh, probably was speaking with a modicum of truth. How much would he be fizzing? Oh, we have
0: to call him next week yeah. if they get through. We'll have to. If the Waz win this one, I'm gonna buy a Wires shirt. Okay, that I don't okay, have the you go shirt. W- w-
2: Warriors team, there's all the motivation you need.
0: <laughs> Aren't you <laughs> to we'll buy a jersey? <laughs> Well, it wasn't. It hasn't been my number one team, you know. Like, but now you am getting there. I'm getting there. I am getting there. Well, you 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 had a similar experience. This whole sweeping up of fans
2: along the way. It must remind you of 2015, the cricket world. I Cup. I thought you were going like,
0: to say the the Wellington cricket team, no, the no, Dad's Army. No,
2: not Dad's Army. <laughs> um, but it must remind you of the 2015 cricket World Cup because I don't think a lot of. New Zealanders gave your side a great chance heading into that tournament. No, we always then fly you got on, Then you got on a roll, you played some brilliantly breathtaking cricket, and the country was feral for you, you know, even before the knockout stages.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that that's different between this and 2015 is that we played every game in New Zealand. So, you know, you, you'd mm. go to Dunedin, you play against Scotland, then you'd come here, we played against England and smashed them before lunch. Uh, so you were going to all the different centres around. But were you
2: feeling that love from the fans?
0: Yeah. Oh well, not and not so much at the start. Yeah. I think it was very similar in the um, the the likeness that you're drawing with the Warriors in that, you know, the Warriors at the start of the season, everyone's like, oh yeah, it could be, our oh, year. They they say but that, every but they year. don't really mean it. They don't mean it. Yeah. And it was, I guess, it was kind of like that with 2015. But then there was the game at Eden Park where Kane Williamson hit. Uh, coming. Australia, so there's the Australian win that that Australian win, then everyone started to believe, then you felt this like groundswell and I think that that's what the Warriors have felt, it's like everyone's been dormant and then all of a sudden there was the up the wires, and it's just been, everyone's talking about, it's become the national team at the moment hasn't
2: yeah, it? Yeah, a- and during that tournament, what you went out, people screaming, shouting, Yeah, it must have felt awesome.
0: It's great, because you're travelling uh, uh, you know by plane, and you'll see fans, and that's when you really did feel it when people were coming up to you, um, and very rarely did that happen. It didn't really happen, you know. People would probably no. New Zealanders keep their distance. Yeah. Um, that and the Black Clash are the only times that you you hear people say good luck <laughs> 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 uh, for your game. But yeah, it's amazing to have, and that's why the Warriors. and I think Sam mentioned it. So hopefully, they didn't play their final. Last weekend because it's a home game, it does make a difference. It makes a difference having your home uh, fans there, getting that feeling because you get good energy from them. Yeah, you don't get you know antagonistic energy or negative energy at all. It's all positive energy leading up to the event, and to have that as an athlete is really a, like huge benefit to you.
2: Uh, just a reminder, for those who are interested, someone has texted through saying, Hi, will Sam and Kempy be streaming live from Australia today? Yeah, well, they have. They've got the call for us. They'll be on with the SEN Brisbane crew. Just get the SEN app. You get access to all of that stuff. We'll right be there up. for you. Really is a fine app. So, um, you yeah, know, you can listen to Sam and Kempi behind enemy lines um, coming to a fist fight with their Australian contemporaries. They won't. Come on, Daniel. Grow up. 24 minutes away from one. On the other side of the break, we'll catch up with Claydo. And before we depart, there's sporting tips we should probably run a mile from.
10: 20
0: minutes away from one o'clock. That was the one I found. Uh, see, artificial intelligence is good for something. I said, name every song with the word warrior in, and this one came up.
2: And a lot of dollar-dollar bills, by the looks, too. <laughs> hey, Grant, some big Formula One news. Massive. As New Zealand's leading Formula One authority, uh, do you want to bring it to the nation?
0: Hot off the press, 29 minutes ago, uh, AlphaTauri, the sister outfit of the world champion Red Bull team, Yeah. Uh, they've confirmed Yuki Tsunoda and fan favourite Daniel Ricciardo as their 2024 driver pairing in the build-up to this week's Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. Now... What we understand is that, um, well, th- this deal retains both of them. So apparently uh, Lawson, DM yeah, Lawson, Lawson, was was potentially going to get that seat, but that wasn't the case because they signed them before Lawson actually started. So uh, he was never going to get a seat, but he'll continue as Red Bull's uh, reserve driver. So he won't feature in 2024 unless there's an opportunity for Red Bull. Or not with that team anyway. Yeah. So okay. it's unfortunate, but he's 21. He's young. He's young. And he's got, he got 40% of the points <laughs> yeah, of uh, Torre. So I think everyone was expecting that. But As, uh, as far
2: as auditions, I think he, his first impression will last. I, I think he's made a, a fairly decent uh, attempt.
0: He's going to do all right.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing all right, here's Good G'day, mate. Hey, oh, welcome up back. The, Good
0: up the waz, great the shirt. Was, mate. What a shirt you got on oh, there. Oh,
10: mate. Quite emotional, isn't it? When you think about it, the more you think about it. What year is that shirt? Oh, does it have a
0: date on it? Nice. No, 10 years old, be more than 10. Yeah, at least. Oh, okay, so that'll have, like, nervous perspiration in it. It wouldn't have, like... <laughs> it's got perspiration an angry
2: persp- from day an one. An angry, <laughs> an angry, an angry perspiration. perspiration. Exactly. Disappointed it's perspiration. It all. It's got it and all. Hasn't had too much it hasn't had too much sort of joyous perspiration, but he's had a fair bit of that this year. We, we had Paul um, earlier on the show, a caller, describing how he felt like he wanted to be sick all morning at <laughs> the nervous energy uh, pulsating through every fabric of his fibre. What say you, Clodo? How are you feeling?
10: Yeah, I've had a couple of moments myself where you start thinking about it and you, you get a bit of a lump in your throat and a tear in your eye because we're into the semi final. Like, we get through this, and out of the four teams, or well, the three other teams in the final four, I think we got the best one to
0: take on: Brisbane.
2: I'm glad you used the word semi-finals. Grant and I have officially banned the word preliminary. Oh, we don't like it that. It does. Daniel wants, to be,
0: wants it to be called the World Series. <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: man, soon they'll call. Soon they'll call themselves the World Series. It's just semifinals. That's a semifinal. Final. <laughs>
0: I'm with you Yeah And it's so confusing Because then it's I get a so bit confused
10: Whether it's a preliminary Till next week's semi-final There's a real semi-final <laughs> next week Is there's a preliminary
0: Like, come on It's a semi-final and I can't
2: say that word either It doesn't roll off the tongue naturally
0: And here I am on a sports uh, broadcast uh, You know, show And my dad was quizzing me And I had no answers <laughs> I didn't actually know what was going on
2: Preliminary what? Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's coming up on your fine show?
0: Hey, uh,
10: we've we got uh, top trainer Andrew Scott joining us today in the studio for four and a half hours. We'll go through to half past 5 oh, tonight. And we've got Tauranga Racing. Great to see these meetings going ahead after all this rain was forecast. So they've had a bit of rain and more rain coming, but we are going ahead. in our first Pony, not too far away. But our man Kempy is calling the Warriors tonight from Brisbane. He's got a share in Just Ask Me and the metric mile to feature a race on the card. That's around 20 past four, and I think he's a big chance. but better chance the more rain that came for Just Ask Me. But when I left you, Grant, when you left, or Daniel, sorry, when you left to go on your little sojourn, we tipped your winner, didn't we?
2: You did. He did. He did. He did, he did me well. So, the you... I didn't put anything on it.
10: Oh, oh no. That's why I paid $9. Oh. If you had a back, it would have been $4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, be- so I did you a favour. You're welcome, my friend.
10: Thank You're you, Dan. welcome. Thank you, Daniel. Well, if you want to put some money in the kitty today, and you might have enough to buy a bottle. But uh, race six, number ten, Glen and Maddy at Tauranga today. Race six, number ten, just before four o'clock, and Glen and Maddy $750, 270 So a few dollars each way, and you'll be able to cash in on a bottle of Glen Maddy.
2: Oh, I can I can feel it, Clayton. You're in form. You've got a great line yeah. up. The, the racing's going ahead. It's good going, energy from Clayton. Yeah, Clayto. good. At, he's coming in strong. Real it's good. Going, I can smell the shirt from here. It's <laughs> going to be a wonderful show. Enjoy it, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Oh, Thanks, well, we had Clayto. We're a great lead-in. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, the uh, Clayton's crew coming up in what? It's quarter to one, so 15 minutes. At it's
0: good north. crew. I mean, he talks about a trainer. We've got a trainer in, but is he a good punter? I mean, he gives you some inside knowledge. I'd like to think that it's the, the pool of... Well,
2: he's right there listening. The Kledos, collective. But
0: be careful. The collective of Clado having a, a jockey and a trainer all together that will actually give you the information that you need to make that educated punting bet, which is a lot like ours coming up. <laughs> the, the sporting bets that you need to run a mile from. Never heard Very punting. educated.
2: Pick a load of nonsense. Fantastic. Uh, the good goodwill does have the good oil, uh, at <laughs> least so. But we give it a go anyway, right? Yeah. It's the sporting tips you should probably run a mile from coming up after the break. As a
1: child, you would wait and watch from far away. But you always knew that you'd be the one to work while they all play. You, you'd lay awake at night and- of all the things that
2: you would change, booty just a dream. Out, Eight and a half minutes away from
0: one o'clock, Warrior Imagine Dragons, as you probably knew, Grant Elliott. I did know that, actually. You did? It was one of the first ones I sent um, I sent Finn. Oh, this is your <coughs> suggestion? Yeah, a lot of my stuff. Well, AI. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What did you do before AI?
0: Oh, it's like, what did you do before Google? Like, one, I have one of the, the most stress- I read books, Grant. I don't know <laughs> about you. What? The Encyclopedia Britannica. I've got a very stressful moment that happens at work most days when I'm, I'm there in the mornings. 8.45 is quiz time. And I've always had this stress because <laughs> at school they used to do like 100 general knowledge questions. And I just used to, it used to make me feel very, very average in terms of my general knowledge. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's the same with music. I, d- I don't know the names of the songs. I don't know who sings it, but I know what I like, which makes it yep. challenging when you're searching for a song.
2: I don't think you're alone in that. People love music, but don't necessarily put the names and oh, artists thanks, to memory. Yeah, that, that, I think that's perfectly okay. All right. <laughs> What's less okay is generally your performance in this segment. <clears throat> it is the sporting tips you should probably run a mile from. All right. I'll start before we get onto some fifty-leg multi. My granddad, I think he's got a problem, Finn. I think he's got a problem. All right. problem. Um, I have, to, I have, I, I called it earlier. Ireland, South Africa is a draw. That that is with my, you know, that's with my heart, not my head, right? That's me basically got a base and reserve picket fence up my backside. I I can't make a call. Uh, when pushed, I let it slip. Draw. Yeah. So I couldn't make a call. So that. That's paying a cool $16, right, Grant? Just a cool $16.
0: Should be paying more than that. Now,
2: now, 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 this is my I smell a narrative punt of the weekend. Eddie Jones and the Wallabies are going to get up and beat Wales. Everyone's written the obituary. Um, Now, what am I basing this on? Nothing other than the narrative, people. Eddie Jones having something in store for us. Keeping his uh, team's chances alive. So there you have it. It's uh, my sporting tip you should probably run a mile from. Australia to beat Wales. Simple
0: head-to-head. Interesting. Because they'll be pretty down after they lost to Fiji. Well, they're pretty average, that's why.
4: Yeah. Ben, what have you got? Uh, I've just had a gaze at the Waz on the TAB. Um, obviously, just head-to-head. Got
3: a, I'm, I'm beating with my heart tonight, guys. 3.70 for the Warriors. Up the Waz.
2: Okay, simple, simple as head, that, $3. simple as that.
0: It's
2: still a good return.
0: Okay, so we we'll go from horse simple rate. to a little bit more complicated. Here we go, all Get all your right. pens and papers Save ready. Save the best for last, I'm going to say.
2: I'm going st- to start packing up my bag here. for I, I, I told you. I would too.
0: That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of these rights at some stage, but it's a 10-leg multi. It's a
2: 10-leg multi. Oh, my God. Nah, or turn or his mic off. League.
1: I don't even wait, wa- I don't wait. even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. Turn his mic off. Turn it off.
2: 10-leg. A 10 legger. 10 leg mills. You've got you. issues, man. So, uh... Bet New- responsibly, kids. This is... Oh, no, you need to be R18, don't you? Bet responsibly,
0: R18, people. And this is not it. Newcastle to beat Sheffield United. Name three the- players in the Newcastle <laughs> team. Liverpool right? to Name to beat
2: three Arsenal. players in the Newcastle team.
0: Aston Villa to beat Chelsea. Brighton to beat Bournemouth. Name one player in the Aston Villa team. Right? Arsenal <laughs> to beat Tottenham. Manchester United to beat Burnley. Brentford to beat my beloved Everton, Manchester City to beat Nottingham Forest, Wolves to beat Luton, and Crystal Palace to beat Fulham, which gives you a little 10 leg multi of two hundred twenty-two point five four. Put on $10, you get the little $2,000 back. It's, it's not $10. the worst,
2: actually, now I hear you say them. And, and like, professional uh, development, I, we've got to give him credit for it. He's finally beat against Everton. I know his... Thank his God. F- it was, it
3: was about, about time, Grant. It really was. Yeah. It really was.
0: Your fan club of six or seven. And friends. these are educated punts as right. well. I've gone in, looked at some information, gone into the sites. Oh, yeah. What are the what are the, the pros saying? What are the experts again. saying? You went to AI again, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> Loved having <laughs> you on the show. Phone in, we love hearing from you. Have a great weekend. Up the WAS. Up the WARS indeed. Until
2: next week, team. Ta da. Big thanks to Finn. Bye bye.